0: Hello and welcome to So You Think You Can Fanon. Please check the link tree in the description and see all of our beautiful, lovely, salacious links to listen to more. Thank you.
1: Happy New Year for So You Think You Can Fanon, the only podcast on the internet to be making episodes in 2024. I'm Gregory Chudlington. And here we have my co-hosts, Equinox Doodles. Hello. Matt. Uh, Sergio. Hello. Kai. Hi. But there's one more.
2: Huh? <gasps> when, 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 when do we agree on this?
1: Introduce yourself, new host.
2: It's or should I say me.
1: person who's been on this podcast so many times that they're a host at this point?
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's me, the guy who runs the show on the podcast. I'm not a host on Sean Saxum. Except oh. you are a
2: host on. <gasps> what? Now. I think it's really funny <gasps> that we've had like effect? a consist We have a consistent like trend of Hey, let's have this person on as a guest, and then they show up long enough that we're just like, "Hey, do you just want to, like be a host?" Like, yeah, I, have like Sean different. I, I yeah, think Sean is like Sean. official.
1: I think that Sean is official because like it's different with Matt and Kai because like because we're just friends. <laughs> I've known Matt <laughs> I since I was just... ten. Like, he's just my bro.
2: Okay,
4: and
1: like and Kai like Kai's a bro. Like we know each other from real life.
4: Yes. Right. I mean,
1: Kai and I less so, I guess, but still. Still, we met.
2: You met in person. Yeah.
4: In person. That
2: was crazy. And you didn't when ask that we to join the podcast you, met my until father. you were 11 years old.
4: I met your father, yeah.
2: No, we're going like, to get married
1: now. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> we met each other's parents. Well, I guess I met, you met
4: my parents. Everybody except you have met my dad, I think. And Sean. Uh, I, I don't think
2: I actually met your dad. I'm going to be dad. real. I think I've seen him across like the way, but I don't Maybe. think I've ever met him.
4: Maybe you said hi. I don't know. I think so I just waved to him.
2: <laughs> so, we're
1: doing uh, a New Year's episode right now. So yeah, as, as
2: Jake is I eating and destroying episode? my little baby brain, because I can't oh, handle it. I'm sorry. Chewing. I'll just
1: starve myself to death. Okay. Like Gandhi.
2: I hope you do. That'd be really funny. That'd be I my like the
1: new piece Kanye of album, Yandi.
3: Does he starve himself to death on that? I hope so. Me too. Wow. Wait. Hold so, on. Was, um, what exactly are we like doing really on this on this New Year's person? thing? Do we have well,
2: like We're like gonna a, like
1: talk a... about our favorite things that we did this year that we played or we read or this we watched. This year, or... the
5: year just began. The, the previous year. year. Is this coming out on the first. I was gonna put this out on the thirty first.
1: Then yeah, this year. This uh, <laughs> year. So yeah. You. Um. Do we have an order we want to do it? I'm good to go first if you want me to, since I did the intro. I I, I would go
5: like first. to go first.
1: Oh, okay. Sergio! Yeah, Sergio G- I guess Sergio is the CEO of and HQ.
4: This is
1: true. <laughs> Although, um, Sergio and I did make a make a handshake agreement that if we ever become famous enough, the, um, how it's going to work is I'm going to be the CEO of and HQ, and he's going to be the secretary who's actually in charge. <laughs> oh, okay.
2: that's fitting. Uh, I don't like. I'm I'm going to mute oh, your can, stream. Man.
1: Why can I hear you? Why can't I hear me?
2: <laughs> because oh, what? I forgot I, that we were. I forgot we were in a call. Yeah. Oh god! Yeah, 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 <laughs> well, yeah, I forgot that we were in <laughs> <at> a call. <laughs> oh, yeah, John! So... Oh,
5: no, I can hear so, you. Uh, and John, how,
2: so? How does what? John Fannin know what Sergio's best and worst of the year? Right?
4: Uh, because I'm John Fannin. No, fucking no way. way! Sergio what? John Fannin. His real name. Also, I'm really assuming oh, we're gosh. not going to be
1: posting these powerpoints for people to read. Um, I mean, it, it's but not, if I we know. are, I don't want mine posted
4: because there's a <laughs> picture of me in it. <laughs> we are not That's posting very... mine.
2: I, I don't <laughs> think it needs to be posted. Because We're not posting just...
4: anyone's. It's just, <laughs> yeah, a, it's, it's just, it's just for organizational
5: just... purposes. All right. Okay. Is everybody ready? Yes. Yeah. All right. So yes. here is my best and worst of the year by Jonathan Finn. All right. So first thing I want to talk about, because this is a, uh, I, I I figured since this is you know the end of the year celebration, I wanted to talk about all the things I did this year. Well, obviously I I completed my master's program with a three point thirty four GPA. I celebrated my eleventh year on Steam uh, this this wow. year. Wow! Uh, I got a new canon up on the SCP Wiki and top four hundred authors. Oh my in god! A year. I
1: also hit my eleventh year.
3: I I don't know. if That's a record. Also got your canon up.
1: Dude, my Steam birthday is January seventh. <laughs> wow, dude, I'm I'm Mega Man in real life. Continue, Sergio. That just blew my
0: fucking mind.
5: Yeah, I don't I don't know if that's a I don't know what the fastest cannon was or if hitting top four hundred a year was impressive. I think it's impressive. Uh, I opened a savings account for the first time. Uh, I got a credit card, and my credit score is currently 710, which is which is better than it was when it started. Um, I lost my job, and then I got another one, painted my first figurine, and I went on my first out-of-state trips by myself. I'm a big boy you know, now. If I had a right. nickel for
1: every time a member of this podcast was uh, laid off of their job, I would have two nickels. Because you got laid off of your job this year, and I got laid off of my job, Last year?
5: I thought that's because you moved.
1: No, they they eliminated the position and then ah, I moved. That's okay. why I didn't get my bonus that I was relying on to for my entire move. So I had to move with half the budget.
5: Gotcha. Alright, so uh now that the the year has been reviewed, it's time to talk about the worst. Because we always gotta start with the, the worst things. Alright. Number three, cocaine bear. Uh so cocaine bear. Um, stream uh, frozen. A... Is it? Yeah. It's, oh. It's, uh...
0: Just stop and start it.
1: Wait. Are you still? On, are you on Cocaine Bear right now, or are you on a Year in Review still? I'm on Cocaine
2: Bear.
1: I still see a Year in Review. <laughs>
2: yeah, same, yeah. Are you not focused on the window that
5: the uh that's currently on? Uh, no. There, that okay. would fix it.
0: There you go.
5: There you go, buddy. All right. So, Cocaine Bear uh cocaine bear is is a film that i saw one of the movies of all time if you will uh directed by elizabeth banks of charlie's angels reboot fame uh so you already know this one was going to be uh, great so uh what i liked about this movie uh so the premise i fuck with this reminds me a lot of like those like 80s b horror movies you know um like the the fucking like asylum type deal where it's like Giant spiders or some like shit like that. So I, I think the premise is really Giant funny. Giant spider
1: versus mega bear. Uh,
5: I also liked Ray Liotta in this movie. Uh, Rest in peace. Uh, this was his last film before he died, unfortunately. Uh, and my favorite TikTok comedian Scott Sice was also in this movie, and his part was pretty good, but it only lasted for about five minutes. Uh, what I didn't like. Uh, this doesn't really do anything interesting with the premise of cocaine bear. The the that part kind of like. That gets you through like five minutes where it's like, ha ha, cocaine bear, killer bear. And then it just proceeds to not do anything interesting. Uh, some of, It has some of the worst and unlikable characters I've ever seen in a movie. Um, I realized on my number one that there's probably something worse. But like the characters in this movie were just really bad. Just not funny. Very bad. Uh, flaccid plot. Well, if, they,
1: if you liked them, you wouldn't feel good about the cocaine bear killing
5: them. And this, the kills in this movie weren't interesting either. Like, people just oh. die. There's nothing like creative or interesting. It's a regular,
1: like, b- mare, bear mauling. Also, mare balling. Bear mauling. <laughs> mare balling.
5: Mare yeah, balling. It it's mostly just kind of off screen, even though I'm pretty sure this is rated Yeah, it is rated R. Uh, yeah, nothing like it's just kind of eh, ass. whatever. Plot's just like cocaine bear. Get the cocaine. Stop the bear.
0: Mr. B, it's, I have a question
5: yes mr b
0: when you say mr hunter they should have done more with the premise of the cocaine bear yes what did you have in mind
5: just not 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 what was it which is not what was like in this did, movie did you want because like
0: a crank montage
5: no, like I come was expecting montage would have made it better. I was <laughs> expecting it to be like 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 a traditional this bear is hunting a bunch of people like through the woods, they gotta survive. That is what I like came into the movie thinking. but this movie is not that
0: okay all right
5: <laughs> like it's just like like uh, occasionally the bear shows up and there's some funny antics, and then it like will kill somebody. but it's not like. Them being like stalked by this crazy like bear that's hopped up on cocaine. So it's not
0: a murderous animal. It's a it's a stage hazard, is what I'm hearing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's more like b-
5: cocaine hop, bear hop. is a stage hazard, and like the movie isn't funny nor is it like horrifying. And as a horror comedy, it's failing at both of the things that it's setting out to do. Because like I feel like mm. you either go like the funny route, where you got this cocaine bear doing a bunch of funny things, or you go the horror route. Where obviously, like, like, like I mentioned, like survival, we have to survive and escape the cocaine bear. This movie does neither of those things, so not very good. Up next, we got the Flush, aka the Flash, twenty twenty three. Flush. The uh, flush. Directed by by uh, Andy Muschietti, the IT guy. Uh, this notably caused Warner Brothers to lose two hundred million dollars, which I think is a win. Might be an L for them, but I think it's overall oh. win because they're kind of. The worst. Did uh, I'd you see also see Five Nights at Freddy's made more mo- money than The Flash? I, that, that this movie made zero money. We just talked about this. It's negative two hundred million in the hall. <laughs> uh, it stars Known Menace Ezra Miller. He needs no introduction. Uh, what I liked about this movie, uh, Michael Keaton is awesome. I don't think there's anything Michael Keaton was in that he didn't give like a bad performance. He's just he's great. He's Michael Keaton. What else is um, there? Morbius. Thank you. He. Uh, uh, okay but he's like not he's in an end credit scene he's not like in the movie proper uh some powers i think in the movie were shown off a lot better than the tv show because budget wise like i think all the scenes where the flash does a lot of phasing in this movie is pretty cool i Uh, think
1: um this might be a bold thing to say i'm sorry but i disagree i think the show does pretty much every power better
5: in the early seasons at least i would say just like visually they're talking about visuals Yeah, but the way he
1: runs in this movie makes me want to pass a kidney stone.
5: Yeah, yeah, I know. That's why I said some, and I mostly just did phasing. What I don't like about this movie... uh, This is a Flash movie with no Flash villains in it. Uh, It has a lot of Superman villains in it. Um, It doesn't have any Flash villains in it. Uh, The multiverse aspect of the movie, I feel like, falls flat because none of it is, like, Flash-related. Because, like, obviously he meets, like, Michael Keaton's Batman and, like, General Zod and like supergirl but like he d- like th- like there's there's nothing for flash fans in this movie. Uh this th- this movie like tries to bank hard on like superman and like batman nostalgia but not like the flash like the the guy the movie is supposed to be about and like the flash TV show was really popular. So like <laughs> flash characters are in the like the public consciousness. You could have Captain Cold show up and people go, "Oh, I know who that is." But this movie doesn't do that. You're telling Uh, me
1: you can't put Gorilla Grodd into a Flash movie.
5: You could do that. Gorilla Cell. Gorillas are
1: cool. You could even art, like, I feel like Gorilla Grodd is enough of a villain to, like, fight Superman. So having Supergirl fight Gorilla Grodd would be cool.
5: Yeah, also, Miss Opportunity. Because if you aren't familiar with the Flashpoint storyline, when Barry fucks up the timeline trying to save his mom, uh, Bruce is the one that dies in the alley, and Thomas Wayne becomes a darker version of Batman. And Thomas Wayne was played by Jeffrey Dean Morgan in Batman v Superman. So we could have gotten Jeffrey Dean Morgan Batman, but no, Michael Keaton will put butts in the seat. So we didn't get that. Uh, All of these characters and plot lines were done better in the CW show. Um, There's no... Absolutely no comparison uh, for as bad as the CW show can get. It blows this movie out of the water in terms of characters. Uh, some of the worst CGI I've ever seen. Uh, some borderline offensive cameos with bringing people back to life through CGI, especially with people like George Reeves who like uh, killed themselves because they were typecast as Superman. So, of course, the thing you do is, is CGI someone to look like George Reeves at the end of the movie. Uh, confusing continuity errors. Uh, this movie implies both cuts of Justice League are canon because they reference things that happen in the Joss Whedon cut and the Snyder cut. Uh, also as pe- they they made the decision to go like, oh, the Flash is what's going to reboot us into the new DC universe, but that's just like objectively not true because like once Barry like sets everything like back to normal, uh, there's a new Bruce Wayne at the end of the movie and it's George Clooney. And everyone's like, "Oh, George Clooney is gonna be the new Batman," and then James Gunn was like, "No, that that that's not true. This movie is just like its own thing." Yeah, George um, Clooney
1: said he'd rather do copious amount of drugs than ever play Batman ever again.
5: It, 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 if if you want a lesson in what happens when you, like studio interference and real life interference and reshooting this movie a bunch of th- times, like the <sighs> movie confirm has like four different endings that were shot. Like the movie that you mm-hmm. saw. Like like the George Clooney ending was not in like the fan screenings. They showed like a week or two before the movie.
0: Question, Mister B. Yes. Do you think Ezra Miller acting like a psychopath impacted the production of the film?
1: Um.
5: No, because no, he
1: was shot so long ago that I don't think that was even happening.
5: Yeah. No. That, and they did. That's they did really fucked up. Po- post <laughs> Ezra Miller going on a rampage he came back to do reshoots so him him going on a, on a rampage didn't really have anything to do with you know this movie like failing uh, I just think that the DCEU was a, is a mega tainted brand at this point and the fact that this movie wasn't good just like hurt it a lot because obviously Ooh. like if it hadn't been good then like people would go see it and like hey guys DC put out a good movie and you'd notice like a bump but that didn't happen the bad brand put out a bad movie and thus nobody went to go see it.
1: Yeah, and then when fucking Blue Beetle came out, everyone was like, oh, they just released that dog-ass movie, The Flash. I'm not going to go see Blue Beetle. And then Blue Beetle was good.
5: Yeah, I still want to see that. I would have rather saw that than The Flash. Speaking of... Wait, actually, no, this is a, this is another terrible Sergio segue. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. You saw uh, this?
1: Yes, I did. I oh see right. this.
5: Uh, yeah, so this was directed by some dude... I don't know if he has any movie credits. Uh, this uh, Giving Public Domain a bad name, because uh, I believe that Witty the Pooh, Blood and Honey, and other weird horror public domain spinoffs are a psyop by Disney to make it seem like d- using these characters in the public domain is a, uh, a bad idea. Uh, so th- I will give this movie this. This has the best profit margin I think I've ever seen on a movie. This thing was made for $100,000 and it made $5.2 so, Sergio... I do have a counter offer for the
2: best profit margin on a movie ever made. Is what? it the Blair Witch Project? It's the Blair Witch Project. What? Did, what you, was watch that? The, uh, did, did you watch the. I did watch the Emperor uh, uh, was
1: Yeah. $200,000 budget, and the movie made
5: $83 million. Damn.
4: Well, wow
5: I, I wasn't aware of that so so second best profit margin um, <laughs> they'll start throwing them out but I will give them this they managed to they marketed this movie per, movie perfectly and they made bank on it uh, oh. So what I liked about this movie so the the beginning intro of this movie is a hand-drawn animation that's designed to look like the original uh, book and I thought that w- that was really well done. Uh, that's the only good thing I could say about this movie. Um the characters are like a bunch of nothing burgers, absolutely. There's not like a final girl or like a final guy you can draw to. They're all just like I would like I would say cardboard cutouts, but that's that's like an offense to cardboard cutouts. Um this has a very weird use of nudity. I feel like it was like a check mark that they needed to do. Like Pooh's like going after this girl, and then he just like tears her shirt off. But not like, cuz he's like a pervert. He just kind of like does that. Like they just like, "Ah, we got to have boobs in our movie." Uh oh, we'll just do it in the middle of this kill, I guess. Uh cheap costuming. Uh they they just grabbed like like a like a poo and a pig mask from this like effects company. I would be embarrassed th- by that suit. And th- just threw them on like a big like some big dudes. Uh, the in this are pretty lame. Uh, there's a lot of Adobe After Effects looking blood effects. Like, there's this part where, like, uh, this girl is at a pool, and Piglet shows up with a sledgehammer, and instead of, like, getting out of the pool and, like, running to the door, she just kind of, like, waddles around, and then, like, the camera's, like, all the way at the back of the the, the pool, and then you just see, like, Piglet just, like, smash her head in with the, the sledgehammer, and there's just, like, a spray of, like, Adobe After Effects blood. It's really bad. Um... The premise for this, I think, is kind of decent. Uh, basically, it's like pr- Christopher Robin. So like the the Pooh and the rest of them are like these weird, like mutant, like half human animal children living out in the woods, and Christopher Robin finds them and like befriends them. But then he goes off to college and he stops bringing them food, so they all start to starve. And then they eat Eeyore, and they uh, because you know they're starving and they're like, ah, oh, crap, we got to cannibalize one of us, Eeyore, goodbye. Uh, and then they like you know swear vengeance against humanity or whatever. And like my my thought was like, all right, so Christopher Robin is gonna be like Tommy Jarvis and find like Friday the Thirteenth, and he's gonna be like hunting them down because only he can do it. They don't do that. Uh, Christopher Robin's just kind of like a wimp, and he just spends most of the movie just like screaming like, ah, oh, Pooh, stop killing people! Ah, no, stop! And also, <laughs> Pooh kills Christopher Robin's girlfriend in front of him, and he gives like the most like like, the weakest, like, performance I've ever seen for somebody killing your loved one in front of you. He's just like, no, please stop. He's, like, barely, like, fighting back from Piglet, who's, like, holding him. It's like, bro, did you even care about her? Why did you bring her into the middle of the woods to see your potentially imaginary friends in the first place? So, all around, uh, shit movie. They're making another one, and, like, a whole extended universe of public domain horror movies, and it's just like, well, why? Oh
1: God! They're doing Steamboat Willie next, aren't they? We're I
5: gonna make the Steamboat. Bo- We're gonna make the Steamboat William horror movie, baby. I
2: think you mean Steamboat
5: Killy. Oh. What a, I, I, I want to do good. my Steamboat Willie versus Cthulhu. That's that's my awesome.
1: well, I really like that idea, Sergio. I changed my mind on it. I think I, that's a really I cool like idea.
5: The, I like the Twitter pitch
2: that I saw of Steamboat Willie being Death on the Nile, but it's with public domain characters.
1: All right, all right, Sergio, Sergio, yes. Michael, hmm. Equinox Doodles, what's up? We're gonna put our heads together. Uh oh, we're gonna put our heads together, the three of us. We are the only people who can make this work. Okay, we have the power. We should make a. We should make. We should make a, a pixel art JRPG steamboat Willie Cthulhu game. I. I'll learn dough.
2: I'll learn I to... what I, I'm currently a little busy at the moment, man.
1: I can't fucking believe this.
5: I'm sorry. All right, all right, enough <laughs> to talk about utter garbage. It's time to talk about the best of this year, <gasps> starting with Star Wars Jedi Survivor by Respawn Entertainment. Uh, stars by Ooh. Go Cameron Monahan as Cal Kestis. Uh, things I liked about this game, uh, much improved <laughs> lightsaber combat from the first game to the point where I just didn't use my force powers because the lightsaber was just so fun. Uh, they added more lightsaber styles. There's the crossguard lightsaber, which works like a greatsword. And then there's saber and pistol. So you get a gun. I didn't really use it all that much. So I can't really like give an opinion on it. Uh, this features the greatest boss fight of all time against Rick, the door technician. You walk into like a, like an, an Imperial base and this stormtrooper, who I think is played by Yuri Lowenthal, comes running out with his like taser stick. He's like, ah, and then a, a health bar that just says Rick, the door technician appears above him. And he's just like a regular stormtrooper. So you just kill him in one hit, but pretty memorable. Uh, this is one of the only pieces of Star Wars media that I think uses all of the eras in his story, like to good effect. Because uh, you've got these uh, these mercenaries in this game using uh, old uh, refurbished battle droids, and then obviously it's set during like the like original trilogy era, and then you've got some High Republic stuff in there too. Which, if you aren't familiar with the High Republic, it's a new era that they created, like two hundred fifty to three hundred years before like the Republic, like Republic golden age before it like started to like tap her off. Also, Coruscant is in this game. Disney Star Wars. Remember the Coruscant exists? Hell yeah, I love Coruscant. Uh, most in depth lightsaber customization I've seen in a Star Wars game. There are nine lightsaber colors, 19 different sets of, of lightsaber parts, 24 different materials, and 48 if you count that they have different reflection maps in the ray tracing mode. Uh, lots of lots of work went into the lightsabers, and I am grateful for that. Uh, what I didn't like, uh, it was very badly optimized on launch on PC, although not the worst I've seen, it was at least playable. Um and now after several patches it's good. It probably needs another one, but it's more like you can buy it and you can play it, which which is good. Um, the final boss was a bit of a letdown compared to what came before, because like the main villain in this game is a uh, uh, a high Republic Jedi who's missing his arm. He's 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 a one armed Jedi, so he uses uh. Uh, the Force, obviously, to use his Saber, and obviously he can only fight with one hand. And then he just uses the Force to just regrow his arm, which is fucking sick. And then after that, you just have to fight, like, some dude. Just, like, some some dude with a lightsaber. And I was like, this is really a de-escalation of threat. Uh, and then uh, maybe it was just the normal difficulty, but I feel like the combat was a lot more lenient in this game compared to Fallen Order. Like, in Fallen Order, you needed, like... There was a bit of, like, a high-skill floor. Like, you needed, like like really time your parries and your dodges but i feel like jedi survivor for most of its fights allows you to get like it. it it's really lenient i i, I kind of wish it was like just a, a tad more difficult but overall i thought it was the better sequel
1: i'm a star wars jedi hater i hate yeah. this franchise anyone who knows me knows that I fucking hate this franchise. Yeah, and you're
5: invalid. Moving me. on. No, because I could have fucking... You <laughs> just
2: skipped right over to one. I Yeah, start at the
1: one. I All could right. have
2: fucking Titanfall 3
1: right now, but instead I have two pretty good Star Wars games.
5: Yeah, that's what I want. I, I don't give a crap about Titanfall. Alright. Final Fantasy 16 by Square Enix Creative Busne- Business Unit 3. Probably one of the worst names for a studio I could think of, but that's how they decided to name their individual dev teams. Uh, directed by Naoki Yoshida, who is the brainchild behind uh, Final Fantasy 14. Uh, we're so fucking back, Final Fantasy Bros. FF16 uh, rocked. Uh, the art direction and cam work in this game is sublime. Sometimes you just have to sit back and just like. Like this is a game where I just like set the controller down and just like had to like watch, or I was just like so overwhelmed, uh, uh, by like the visuals that like like there's a fight in this game where you have to fight uh Ifrit, who's like this big like Godzilla sized fire monster. He's on the right there in uh uh in the poster, and you're just little guy, and it's like all right, fight Ifrit, and I was just dancing around him going like,
4: oh, d- he's so large. What?
5: <laughs> like I'm supposed to fight this thing? This is crazy. Uh, and also you get to play, uh, as ifrit to do what are essentially kaiju battles. Uh, and in other games, I feel like this would have just been like QTEs or just like really shallow, but like these fights have like actual mechanics and I would have liked to see them used more as like a, like a part of the gameplay rather than just like cool, like boss like stuff. Uh, amazing acting across the board from the main character Clive and this game's rendition of Sid. Uh, it's a solid character action game. Uh, in the vein of Bayonetta and Double May Cry. Uh what I didn't like, uh so this game sucks uh for like the first couple hours until you get uh so you have these things called icons. They're like your, the summons from the other Final Fantasy games that give you like abilities. And until you get like that second and third icon because you can like swap between them to like have different ability sets. Uh the combat is just kinda like okay until you get your second and third. Uh, you get the second one a couple hours in. So it's not like like, like it's not like horrendous but it's it's a little boring until you get them. Uh, they could have used a few more lighthearted characters to balance out, because uh, everybody in this game is like really stoic and really serious. Um, not to like being like a plank of wood, but like having like a few like characters that were a little more like fun or lighthearted kind of would have like balanced things out a little bit. Uh, the actual main villain of this game, like the big like uh, JRPG fight god, is pretty one note. This game does have some other like good villains, but like the main guy is more like. I I guess, I guess, I guess he's more representative what the theme of this game represents. So he doesn't really like. He's not really like a character. Um, pretty one note. If he wasn't named after like a Final Fantasy like recurring character, I probably wouldn't remember what his name was. Uh, The Gerald. The victory fanfare in this game is pretty epic because instead of just being like a like a musical thing, it's a choir, but it's used too sparingly. So many times in this game will you be fighting for your fucking life and then you'll kill the enemy and you won't get anything. It's just quiet. Uh they also don't play it when you defeat the final boss of the game. <laughs> You, you unleash the beating of a lifetime on the final boss, and then you hit him for 99,999 damage, and you get nothing. Absolutely nothing. It's it's a little disappointing. Uh, also, this game has no party system, like, to begin with. You do get, like, AI who occasionally help you, but the game rips them away from you way too much, and I get that they were trying to go for that, like, devil may cry character action game type beat so you couldn't really have party members but it's a final fantasy game and it's like a solo game because it's obviously like it's just like you it's just you for a good majority of it and i think this game has some cool companions that you do get to fight alongside and i wish they were traveling with you most of the time lastly it's gating time Baldur's gate three uh what can i say that hasn't been said it was it was 2023's game of the year for a reason uh things that i liked uh character customization to a point i do think this game has some pretty good character customization but like there's no sliders like there's not like there's no boob options for women there's no like sliders for like adjust like this just has preset faces which i guess is part and they were trying to like i'm sure it has to do a lot with like the motion capture and the animations so they didn't want like funky sliders messing that up but like i feel like especially like 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 for body types you get like body type one and body type two maybe there's a a third one but i think that's a little it, uh, limited. it's also
1: worth noting that this game uh larian studios also went ba- almost went bankrupt like a million times making this game uh because this game was just like the biggest budget thing they'd ever made and they just didn't have funding for it which is why it, w- it came out in early access
5: yeah, and this isn't me like, like 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 cracking the whip. Like, get on it, underpaid yeah. animators. Give me some boob sliders. I'm just pointing out. Just, it's just, absolutely just
1: it's absolutely a budget thing, but it is a valid complaint. Yeah. in my uh, opinion.
5: However, this does have some some things that I think are uh, like revolutionary. A character creator uh, that like the gen the gen the different general options. I know I know shadow. I must said shadow punk run also did that, but I feel like this is like like another step you mean forward cyberpunk yeah i i got i got double messed up uh vid i've never seen a game with a vitiligo slider i thought that was really cool i put it on my character uh cuz i think uh that the patterns created by vitiligo are really pretty and interesting uh this th- th- i felt like this was an interesting or actually an excellent adaptation of DD 5e mechanics to a actual game i haven't played Baldur's Gate 1 and 2 uh so you know, this is me going into th- in j- just playing three and I've played a few other like tabletop inspired games. But I feel like they nailed it on the head where it actually f- makes you feel like you're playing the tabletop. Uh, I love the inclusion of of, of a, a narrator who's consistently talking throughout the game uh, to simulate like a DM. Uh, the acting is amazing uh, throughout the, the whole game. Uh, we got people like Jason Isaacs and J.K. Simmons and uh, the lady who played Lady Demetrescu as, like, the main three... uh, The three chuckle fucks, as they dubbed them when we first started the game. Um, Oren, Gortash, and uh, Catherick. And also, just the the voice actors in this game are pretty good. You know, non-celebrity voice cast. Mm -hmm. This has some of the most... Open-ended quest design. I've seen it reminds me a lot of like early BioWare games, like Knights of the Old Republic and uh, Dragon Age, that had like multiple ways of going through quests, and there wasn't just a binary like, like, like there like, wasn't just binary like you do this and like, like one option, two option, you pick them, and then you get like the same kind of conclusion. Uh, to be 100... fair,
1: it's probably because Baldur's Gate one and two is BioWare.
5: Yeah, that's that that yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, and I think they they nailed that early Bioware game design uh-huh. from when Bioware was good at making RPGs. Uh, and hundreds of hours of content that I actually want to do. There are so many games that have that that have like hundreds of hours of content that like I just don't want to do. Uh, so it's very surprising when Baldur's Gate three goes and, and goes. Sergio, there is a quest in every single house, and that you will never see the, the light of day ever again if you play them. And I'm like, I'm in. I'm full in. Throw those dice down on the table. Let's go. Uh, things that I didn't like about this game. So uh, my main complaint is that other games are not as good as Baldur's Gate 3. I think this is actually a systemic problem that games can't, that other games can't be as good as this game is. uh, And that there doesn't exist a Baldur's Gate 3 type equivalent for Shadowrun and many other tabletop systems. I would love a Shadowrun game that was like this. I I would kill somebody with
1: a handgun for a Warhammer Fantasy equivalent of ball. It doesn't even have to have a tenth of the budget. As long as just a good Warhammer Fantasy roleplay game existed, I would be so
2: happy. I know Uh, uh, Pathfinder has some good CRPGs.
1: Yeah, and their devs just made um, Warhammer 40k Rogue Trader. Shout out to those two niches if you're into that.
5: Yeah, I would like some for the non like, I guess like I guess, more niche, like, tabletop systems, not the ones that obviously have, like, are bi- big IPs and have a bunch of money thrown at them. Uh, I uh-huh. will also point out my one of my favorite things in this game is that you can make a man's entire family kill themselves. Uh... <laughs> Yeah. In Act Two, Catherine <laughs> Thorne's like whole like family are like bosses scattered throughout the land, and they all have an option where instead of fighting them, you could just make them kill themselves. You can't, however, tell him to kill himself. You have to fight him normally. But I like that. That's just a thing that you can do. This game has a lot of like solutions that aren't just like fight them in a boss fight, and I really like that. Rad. And with that, that concludes uh, my best and worst of the year. Uh, I was gonna, I didn't know if we were doing honorary missions, but I'll I'll, I'll throw out Dead Space Remake and Resident Evil 4 as two mm-hmm. things that I played at the beginning of the year. But I I honestly blank out. I honestly can only remember back to September. I don't know why the first eight months of this year are like a void in my mind. But yeah, I, I yeah. I'm just they've going been, off. They've like, been gated off because of Baldur's Gate 3. Well, yeah, because it clearly everything before then wasn't as good. You know, they,
1: you know why they call it Baldur's Gate Three? It's because it's the third. It's the third act. You don't get into the city until the third act. Can well, we I beat that game next fucking year? All right, <laughs> who wants to go next?
2: I'll go yeah. next. Who
1: can get theirs done in less than thirty minutes? Because Sergis was thirty five. minutes. I, I did not mean to do that. I
4: am sorry. <laughs> I You're will. Good. I'll go. I was actually I will thinking. Definitely be shorter. <laughs> I was actually okay, thinking. Okay, never mind. It's not the, me.
1: No. Can, can I talk? I was thinking the way we do this is we go in since we're go, since like we started with Sergia, um. I think it would be poetic since we're celebrating us the year of. So you think you can fan in and our, us having fun? We can go in order of who who of of host joining since also we have a new host joining. Oh, that's um hmm. So we can go Sergio and then Kai and then because Kai did the f- the first panel with Sergio and then Michael and me oh, and then Matt <laughs> and then Sean Saxon. Sounds Are we cool okay. with that
4: order? That's fine. Yeah, I'm fine with that.
1: All right. Yeah. Then, Bert, okay. would you
4: like to take it away? Yeah, sure. Um, Let me remember how to share my screen. Let's see. It's on the left.
1: Voice connected. Yeah, it's a little monitor symbol with the arrow.
4: Yeah, I got it. We want to do this one. OK, can everyone see it?
2: Yeah, make sure to mute yeah. the
4: presentation.
0: OK, mm-hmm. that's, that's okay, on end. not on your end.
4: So I'm going to start off with the worst as well. Can everyone see that still? Yes. 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 OK, cool. I'm not going to talk about the highlights of my life because no one needs to know them. Um, Fair enough. Okay, so I'm going to start off with the dishonorable mention. We've already talked about this one. It's Blood Come Meridian on, by Cormac McCarthy. I hated it. <laughs> um, watch, our, watch our book club episode on the podcast to see why I hated it so much. Sorry, I'm Jake. Never,
1: I'm never going to get the fucking... Stop hearing about this for the rest of my life. No, I'm going to keep reminding you did how much I hated
4: it. I liked it. It's fine <laughs> that dry. you liked it and that I didn't like it. It just wasn't my cup of tea. That's all. Hey, it's not number three. It's just a dishonorable hey, mention. Yes, it is just a dishonorable mention. That is true. Nope. Mostly dishonorable Dishonorable, just because we've already talked about it. It made me think. And that's if it, if I it, if it, it had it. A punctuation... Would it have been better? It would go significantly up. <laughs> that made me think. And that's it, what it'll, like. get a, it'll get three stars instead of two. How about that? Hmm. All right. So first I'm going to talk about a book called Just the Nicest Couple by Mary Kubica. Uh, came out this year. Basically, it's a thriller novel about two couples and one of the husbands one of the husbands of these couples goes missing after having a fight with his wife, but then the other wife of the other couple may have been involved in his disappearance. Mm. Um, It's really predictable, which is part of the reason why I didn't like it with the thriller genre. Most of the time you expect to be thrilled, you know, like it's kind of in the name but it it just uh it just didn't do it for me and i i feel vindicated because a lot of people on goodreads say the same thing but i'm getting rid of goodreads so it doesn't matter anymore um maybe i should talk about goodreads cuz it's on my shit list right now but anyways i uh, an- another part of this that i disliked was that it felt like a dark comedy like it felt like it was in the wrong genre Because anything that could go wrong. Did go wrong. And it was like in a comedic way. But then. Like they were. They were playing it as like serious. So one of the examples is like you know. So the. One of the wives Lily. Who is suspected to maybe. Have accidentally murdered. The other woman's husband. Very confusing I know. Um, They're like oh we got to okay, husband and I, we have to go hide the vehicle that belonged to this guy because if they find it, people are going to start asking questions because it's been parked outside of wherever he disappeared for like forever. And then she like loses an earring inside of there. And then it's like, oh, I found the earring or just stuff like that. And it, it doesn't really, it, it it feels like it should be funny. And I don't know. it's It's just not that way. It was also Mm -hmm. a little bit boring um, at times. The writing style is a little bit bland. So not the best. And I've read a lot of books this year and I hardly remember any of them. But this is definitely uh, one of the books I've read this year. (laughs) 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 Okay, so here is my next one. The Librarian of Crooked Lane by C.J. Archer came out last year. Um, I don't remember anything about this one either. <laughs> I read it a month ago. The synopsis say, says that it's supposed to be about magicians because the main character like finds out that her lineage might be magicians, but there's no magic. There's none in the entire plot. And a lot of people also complained about the element, that there's just no magic in it. And most of it is about a mystery subplot that's like oh who's stealing the art from this art gallery and it's like that's that's not what i'm here for that's not what this was advertised to be like if this was a product i would be calling the better business bureau because this is just like not right maybe the fda i don't know there's something wrong with it if this were like a consumable product but because it's a book it's just like yeah this is not what the synopsis said that it would be and i put on here a uh, nothing burger because it was a very huge nothing burger
0: interesting hmm.
4: and here's another one here's the worst the worst of the worst assistant to the villain by Hannah nicole mayer that came out this year this is a book talk installation i'm not on book talk but i'm on the the youtube book talk book tube grind set so i watch a lot of book reviewers and i get recommended a lot of things and this was one of the things that consistently was coming up and i couldn't finish it i have finished at least 118 books this year and this was not one of them it was that bad um no offense to the author but just nothing like nothing held my interest for very long and can, I, can we the, get another dishonorable mention
1: with uh with orcanomics
4: yes we can dishonorably mention <laughs> oh, well, uh,
1: it just occurred to me I was like, it was one here, of the we books we read that.
4: this year <laughs>
1: it was it truly
4: was <laughs> <laughs> um it was one of the books of all time in fact this one was as well um yeah i don't know this was very similar to Orconomics, i feel because a lot of the characters were just like you know like cardboard cutouts and they weren't actual characters. The only character I enjoyed as a part of this one was a frog that held up signs. And I think he was a frog prince. I forget how that worked, but that was cute. I liked that detail. They should have talked more about that instead of like whatever else was going on here. I see that my text is getting cut off. That's funny. I'll just leave that. OK, now I'll talk about the best three. So here's my honorable mention. Okay, it's really good. It's called An Immense World by Ed Yong. It's the same guy who wrote I Contain Multitudes. This is like a biology book through and through. Really interesting for someone who's like, you know, a biologist, but I feel like it's also a really good book for people who would just like to learn more cool animal facts, because this entire book is just cool animal facts. And it centers around like animal perception. And it's incredibly interesting to me fascinating, like this, this stuff is like the bread and butter of the stuff I liked since, you know, my, my schooling revolved around like neuroscience, but then also ecology. So I feel like this book is a really good blend of my academic interests. And if that sounds good to anyone else, I definitely say you should check it out because it's very good. My favorite, I guess all time favorite of the entire book Um, were some facts about like jumping spider eyesight. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. But an honorable mention for the honorable mention is the fact that uh catfish can taste all over their entire body, including their butt. Um, so imagine like you could you could sit on mashed potatoes and like taste them.
1: (laughs) I uh I'm very proud of you Kai for reading a book. That it has a picture of a monkey on it.
4: I know it I'm was scary. Like, it was sure terrifying.
1: Was, I'm sure that was really difficult for you. And I'm really Terrific. proud of you.
4: It- no it really was actually <laughs> I, I, I actually had to hide the cover like if i would like hold something else when i was reading it it would be like Ugh. i needed one of those like math book covers but i don't uh-huh. have one of those anymore because it's been a long time since has I kind of has
0: primophobia been mentioned on the podcast before I don't probably know not i feel
4: <laughs> like it has i Maybe. am so
3: Maybe. confused right now I'm afraid I think we of primates. I think we talked
1: about uh, it on the cryptid episode because we also talked about Michael's fear of frogs.
4: Oh yeah, that's right. And I love frogs, but hate monkeys. I don't and know I, if they're still afraid of frogs.
3: Uh-oh. I need to but... change my slideshow.
4: There's a monkey on it. I mean you what? it's fine. <laughs> they're it's fine to have on there. I'm I'm usually pretty good if they're like not in motion um it's it's worse if they're in motion for sure it's an animation <laughs> it's oh no frame. okay this is terrible. okay you might have to like put a black box over it <laughs> i advanced um yeah you might want to put a black box over it don't or worry something. i'll fix it i don't know i got this okay okay <laughs> no i'll be fine i'll be fine yeah. i'm i'm not too scared no, it's, hopefully i'm
3: already fixing it don't worry unless it's a chimpanzee
4: those are like put the worst jacob's face over, but i'll fix it is it a chimp Oh God! Uh, I'll die. Go on? <laughs> okay, I'm going on. Okay, yeah you you have time to fix that. Okay, so here's <laughs> my best three. Um, House of Hunger by Alexis Henderson. This came out last year as well. It's a gothic, sapphic vampire story. Um, everyone knows that I like uh, goth vampire GF. Uh, very fun stuff. And this one is is interesting because the the whole premise that it revolves around is like blood maids are basically blood donors for the like vampire elite. I don't know. It sounds kind of like a conspiracy theory, but it's a very interesting way to pull it off. And it also features like a, a romance aspect, but it's it's dark. Like you can tell the main like vampire lady is like, well trigger warning she's kind of in a, well no she's definitely an abuser but it's a very interesting like book premise cuz i usually don't see like um i i guess that sort of relationship explored through the lens of like a fictional monster you know like it's usually just like wealthy ceo and random poor person but instead it's like this is a lit this is a literal like blood sucking creature i don't know it's cool and it's very spooky um there's some while a lot of people point out in the various reviews of this that this isn't necessarily like a horror book it definitely has some like interesting horror elements to explore in it. And it's pretty good. And I also read the the uh, book that's mentioned on the cover of this, The Year of the Witching. And that was also very, very good. It's like, a, well, it's a, it's a witchy kind of story in like a, a different world with like a parallel history to our own. And it's also very spooky, a bit more horrific than this one, though. They're both really good. Okay. And I've actually already talked about my two favorite books of this year on Sean's Ranch. So I guess check that episode out. And these are A House with Good Bones by T. Kingfisher and How to Sell a Haunted House by Grady Hendrix. Uh, Both of these came out earlier this year and they were amazing um cannot recommend them more if you like the horror genre specifically the subsect of horror that deals with haunted houses um because that's what both of these are about so i i grouped them together because they just happen to be about the same thing i also wanted so badly for how to sell a haunted house to win the horror award on goodreads for this year and it didn't because Stephen King wrote a book this year. So Stephen King automatically was going to win, but came in second place. Um, but yeah, no Stephen shade King to Stephen King. Writes. I do That's like crazy. Stephen King, but he just like went. It's like if there's any horror book that he writes, it wins by a landslide because he's just so incredibly famous. It got like over double the votes of how to sell a haunted house, which is the second one. So it was like 80,000 votes or something like that for that one. Yeah, it was just nuts. Also, I heard Jake say something. What did you say? Nothing. You're good. Keep going. Okay. Okay. But anyway, yeah, um, these are my best books for this year. And please go check out the Sean's Ranch episode, because I believe that was the first one. So it should be available, not behind the Patreon when we eventually have it. Mm-hmm. anyway um and then i have one more mention the mention to rule them all which is not a book by the way this last one is not a book and I I know it, what it is. is godzilla minus one oh, I so, was wrong. Good. Hey. so i thought you were amazing. gonna say it's
1: a lethal company because you're fucking addicted to no, lethal i am company. addicted to lethal company
4: <laughs> i was gonna mention it but i really wanted to mention minus one because it's yes. like I don't know. To me, it's definitely one of the best Godzilla movies ever. It, it made my year, even though it was basically one of the last movies that I could have even watched this year.
0: It's certainly one of the best movies I've seen in a long time.
4: Know, oh, yeah. It was pretty good. Like, I have never seen a Godzilla movie where I have cared about the humans at all. And in this, I was, I literally cried like two times during the movie. I know. Movie. I was it was craziness. I never cry pretty much, like (laughs) ever. Like it's not common for me unless I'm having like a serious mental breakdown. Um, But this was like, it it was very emotional. It's very good. I loved it. But I guess we should mention Lethal Company because I am addicted. (laughs) I need help. I need someone to send help. I'm over here thinking about like Lethal Company fan fiction that I could write. You uh, it. it's, it's bad <laughs> my, minus one was going to be my number one of the
5: year but i kind of just wanted to keep it like the theme of game G- gamer themed mm. well it, it's
2: i mean if it helps my presentation is also like mostly themed so kind of okay kinda so we all out. mostly
4: themed <laughs> Mine, so i confusing. have to specify oh. mostly because uh honorable mentions have the rule breakers ah okay interesting but anyway, um, yes, that those were my top picks for this year. But I guess I also want to share why I hate Goodreads. <laughs> <I'm interested. laughs> because I, hate I kept bringing up Goodreads this entire time, and I want to share why it's on my shit list. And this uh-huh. is because, okay, half the time... I made a Goodreads what,
1: account because of you. I know,
4: you know and it's terrible. You it's, hate it? It's a, it's a terrible website. I hate it so much. I'll still probably use it, but I don't want to. Okay, <laughs> here's one of the biggest problems. <sighs> like every like once every few months the functionality to be able to add a book that you have read like add dates that you read them just stops working and it's like i don't know what the programmers are doing but they will not let you input dates and it's usually on the mobile that it happens but i've had it happen a few times on the desktop version and it lasts like weeks weeks where you can't even add the date that you read it and it's like what this is like literally half the functionality of the website is cataloging the books that you have read and it it fails doing that but then the other thing i'm really mad about is that it'll randomly delete books that you've read out of your red list so i i have mysterious books that are now missing out of my red list which makes me really bad because i have at least 118 books on my red list this year but there could be more of them that i just don't remember that i read that it has deleted on its own so i don't mm-hmm. know what's going on with it and i hate it that'll be All my right. worst of this year so sorry to end it on a negative note but yay good. love minus one
1: <laughs> do we want to draw straws equinox doodles uh,
2: so here's the thing if i remember correctly i joined later uh at when we did the the panel. It was supposed to be just you and Sergio. So I say you go first.
1: Works for me. I'm pulling up the presentation. Remember to mute the presentation so you don't hear yourself in stereo. Yes. I can turn the frame rate down to fifteen frames per second to make sure it runs as best as possible. Oh my
2: god that's him Oh oh my gosh that's him.
1: Well let me put it on my main monitor. Thanks. Uh, so I'm not going to show it to the audience, but the picture is of me sitting on the toilet wearing a reflective jacket um, with a picture, the photo flash on where I'm looking like a deer in headlights taken by Sean Saxum.
3: <laughs> yes. I took this picture. Um, it was me. So this is,
1: this is my favorite stuff this year. I don't really have things I didn't like to be honest. I've kind of, I've kind of evolved mentally. Where I just don't want to talk about things I don't like, because I don't want to waste my time thinking about things I don't like when I can talk about the things I do like. So we're gonna do that for a bit, guys. So first of all, everyone threw an honorable mentions. So I'm gonna throw an honorable mentions. Did the slideshow move forward? Yeah. That's yes. Um, that's John Hinckley. Um, he's not the honorable mention. I just didn't know what to put on the slide, so I put John Hinckley Jr., <laughs> the guy who shot Ronald Reagan. <laughs> Um, did you know he's making music? He got out of prison and he's making music. Yeah, good for him. There's an honorable mention right there. Um, I got a couple. I'm gonna pull up my my manga apps so I can um give you my honorable mentions. Because they're mostly just manga. I do have two main manga that I want to shout out later, but we'll get to that. Um number one is uh it's called How Do We Relationship. It's a sapphic um shojo manga that I read. Um it's really good. It's like two uh two girls they just went to college for, like and they, they they date that's pretty much it the one girl's never dated before because she's like a closeted lesbian and then she meets another lesbian i think my friend told me about this i really like it it's really good it's very it's got some like really sad and interesting elements to it um Let's see what else. Where what uh, what else do I have in my um, in my queue to mention? Um, Switch so to Shonen Jump real quick. What all did I read? I wish Shonen Jump told me what I read. Wait, it did, didn't it? T- didn't it email me? Hold on, let me check my email. When I can't, I'm streaming. Fuck. Um, <laughs> I want to give a shout out to the new Boruto manga for being really bad. Um, it's really funny to read though, so I'm giving it the shout out um shout out dragon ball z i've been rewatching all of dragon ball with phoenix um that's been fun tokyo ghoul and tokyo ghoul re i read that for the first time this year and i loved it um we did an episode on tokyo ghoul with matt me and matt did matt we're gonna do another one when matt finishes up with uh re which i know you read some
2: so yeah. I, I want to hop in and yeah. say yes that is the manga that my friend told me about uh so do you want to go out uh it's the, the localization name is how do we relationship so I remembered it as so do you want to go out or
1: mm, okay um yeah it's pretty good it's on the viz app it's two bucks a month for a bunch of manga I highly recommend it um the translation's pretty good from what I've read um should I just have oh uh, shout out chainsaw man part two um it's cute I don't know what else to say about it. Um it's good. I really like it. It's pretty cute. Ooh, and finally uh my last like honorable mention shout out. Um shout out Kaguya-sama love is War, something else that I read for the first uh, time. I
3: love
1: that one. Um I the only way I can describe Kaguya-sama is death note for straight people. <laughs> um Cuz instead of shipping Ellen Light, you ship Kaguya and uh President Shinomiya. Is that his name?
3: No. Mm.
1: Um it's it's been like nine I months wrote, since I read it. Like
3: uh I'm looking it up. You can go on.
1: Shinohara, Shinomia, it's Shino something, I'm pretty sure. Um I become Shoujo pilled this year. That's my Shiro big Gane. character arc. I've been reading a Shiragana, I was close I've been reading a lot of shojo this year. I don't know why. I just really like Shoujo. Maybe there's a part of my soul that I that hey, I need It's to got good art a lot to. of time. It's got yeah. a good art. We'll get into
4: that.
1: We'll Very get into detailed. that We'll get into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A shoujo manga that made me fucking sob at work um that i read number one ballers gate 3 this is the real list um sergio did a pretty good job explaining ballers gate 3 um my so my reasons are a lot simpler uh it's fun to play with my friends it's a good excuse to get my friends together basically because we don't get together to play games as much as we used to because we're all old and we have jobs um especially like i haven't played a game with kieran in fucking years um, so being able to play, yeah. being able to sit down and play this game with Karen is awesome. And I'm really loving it. I'm really happy that I get to do that. I know it's been five months since we started playing it or whatever. Didn't it come out in September? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait to finish it in June of 2024 when we finally finish Act Three and get as much of the content we can get done as possible. And then we can finally start, um, 40k rogue trader together um yeah uh, i also really love goth women um and so shout out to Shadowheart. yeah um, my man i also um love elves so it's like the worst combination i fall to my knees and start screaming like venom snake in that metal gear solid 5 trailer matt knows the one i'm talking about yeah um yeah no fucking the Baldur's Gate 3 is just absolutely a fucking phenomenal game it's, it's so good um the guy who plays Hysterion deserved performance of the year the game deserved game of the year every award that it won it deserved a hundred percent um I'm sure that Alan Wake 2 also deserved them but I haven't played that yet that's gonna be a next year game even though I own it now um so it's not on the list fuck it fuck Alan Wake Number two, Cyberpunk. I played Cyberpunk for the first time. Um, it's uh, It took three years, but the game is functional, and you know what? It's pretty good. Um, these are really the only two games that I've like like stuck in my head as games that I've enjoyed from this year, if that makes sense. Like I know Cyberpunk isn't from this year, but the first time I played it was this year, and also Phantom Liberty came out this year and revamped like half the game, so it counts. Um, Cyberpunk 2077 is like if Fallout 4 wasn't the most mediocre game of all time. I have a lot of problems with it, don't get me wrong. I don't think it's a perfect game, I think it's a straight 7 out of 10. But the setting is phenomenal, the lore building is great. Um, I love Keanu Reeves not because he's a great actor, I think he's a decent actor at best, but he's so fucking charismatic that I don't care. Everything that Johnny Silverhand says in Cyberpunk 2077 is fucking hilarious. Furthermore, the story is great. I don't think the character individual character writing is perfect. I really don't like V. I don't like um I've gone on a rant off the podcast, but I guess I'll go on to it now, just real quick, and summarize. When I play a role-playing game, I don't want to play as somebody else's character. I want to play as my character. I want to play as me. That's why I don't like Fallout 4, because when you play Fallout 4, you don't play as a Fallout protagonist. You play as the protagonist of Fallout 4, who is a guy named Nate or his wife. If you play as the the girl, you play as Nora. Um, I don't like it. That's stupid. Cyberpunk does that as well. Only V is just the same character, no matter what gender, um, which I think is pretty good. But uh it doesn't give you a lot of role playing options outside of like what V would say. It's not really your role playing so much as your role playing is V specifically. Um Sean, you can it's whatever. It's whatever you want to do. This came this game came cool. out three years ago.
3: Cool beans. Uh,
1: However, the fucking story of this game rocks. It's really good. It's a very, very good representation of the genre of cyberpunk as a whole because it's not really a happy story. It's a really depressing story. And there's no happy ending. Spoiler for this game I'm not going to say the ending. But if you're expecting a happy ending out of Cyberpunk 2077, the best you get is like bittersweet to negative. And the same with Phantom Liberty. Phantom Liberty, I'm going to tag onto this because it did come out this year. Phantom Liberty fucking rocked from beginning to end. It was super good. Idris Elba. Alright. He did pretty good. I like Keanu Chungus better because he's Keanu Chungus. Um, but the, the story of Phantom Liberty is fucking awesome from beginning to end. It's like a spy thriller in Cyberpunk. And it's dope as fuck. Um, overall, I recommend the shit out of this game. If you like schlocky shooters with a little
5: bit of rpg elements not to mention like i, I also want to point out because uh, i think they made this game for 100 million dollars and we you know we were talking about budgets lately and i think cyberpunk 2077 is one of the best games i've ever seen in my whole life and it was made like a third of the budget for of spider-man 2 which is mm-hmm. a, a decent looking game but damn it one doesn't thing. look anything like this
1: one thing you may be surprised to see is that me, as the biggest Spider-Man show on the podcast, did not put Spider-Man 2 on this uh, th- this list. Because I only have two of each category that I picked, which two video games, two manga, and two other things. I don't remember. It's been a while. Um, <laughs> I made this like 40 minutes ago. I can't remember what I put on it. It's going to be a surprise for me, too. Um, so, uh, Spider-Man 2 uh, is way more fun than the first game. But the story is really mid um Spider-Man 1 made me cry. Spider-Man Miles Morales made me cry. Spider-Man 2, I beat the game and I was like that's pretty good. Yeah. That's about it. That's 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 the video game section. We're going to move on now. Does anybody have any questions before I continue on? Nope. No. No. Nope.
0: No.
1: Alright, number three. You know I'm putting Godzilla minus one on this list because I saw it with the boys and it's recency bias, but holy shit, this movie is fucking awesome. I don't know what's going on in Hollywood that's making all these movies spend that cost so much money because this was better than every fucking movie I've seen, including Across the Spider-Verse. I love Across the Spider-Verse, but so holy fuck.
5: A, this is another budget thing. This was made it, for less than $15 yeah. million. Dollars.
1: The reason that I love Across the Spider-Verse is because I'm the biggest fucking Spider-Man shell on the planet. I loved it, but because I love the character, I don't really have as much of a connection to Godzilla as anyone else in this podcast. I've only really seen the MonsterVerse movies, but holy fuck, this movie broke me. It was so good. I had to pee three times because I was chugging (laughs) my drink because I was was so fucking into the movie that I just, I was sucking my drink down and then I was like, fuck, I gotta pee. I'd sprint to the bathroom at full speed. I
3: had to explain to you what happened three times.
1: Mm-hmm. Shout-out to Sean. Shout-out to the heated recliners. That was fucking awesome. Shout-out to the AMC Theater in Disney Springs that we went to go see this movie in. Um, pretty cool. I just, I really liked it. I think this movie is, I. It, not often do I get to see a piece of media that takes place in post-war Japan. The only other thing I've read or seen that is related to post-war Japan is one arc of Hajime no Ippo. Matt knows what I'm talking about. Pretty good arc. Um godzilla minus one uh crazy good it was amazing um the way that they defeat godzilla is probably one of the most creative things i've ever seen in any movie because you know usually in a movie if there's a giant thing they need to blow up they're like oh we're just gonna fucking like hit it with bombs or whatever but no the fucking i'm not gonna spoil it because this movie's still in theaters. but the way that they figure out how they're gonna fight godzilla is super fucking awesome I've never seen a movie even consider that for anything. And that includes movies that would have that as a possibility normally. Which Godzilla Minus One definitely isn't one of those. Which is what blew it away for me. I also put the Japanese poster because I thought it looked cooler. It
4: looks Um, way
1: cooler. And I knew that if you guys had this on your list, you'd put the English poster and I wanted to switch it up. Um, Godzilla Minus One is awesome. That's my review. They're going to do a black and white cut in a few weeks hopefully it comes out in america um i'll be bummed if it doesn't because i'm probably going to see it when it does if it does in fact i'll probably go see it again this weekend with my other friends because they want to go see it so shout out to godzilla minus one good as fuck movie movie of the year for me 100 uh now show of the year animation were the other the the things i forgot my list scott pilgrim takes off is so fucking good oh my god I love Scott Pilgrim. I know most people here haven't read Scott Pilgrim. Um, I have. I have. And I reread it. I also read it. Maybe more people than I thought have read it. Because Matt's also read it, I think. Right, Matt? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe it's only Sean. Kill yourself, Sean. (laughs) Wow, that's funny.
3: Okay. I guess I'll just die.
1: This thing's 20 years old. It's your fault at this point. I'm- Scott Pilgrim Takes Off is the Evangelion rebuild of Scott Pilgrim, except um, less controversial, I guess, because people don't really like the rebuilds. I don't have an opinion because I've never seen them. However, this movie or show I have seen, and oh my god, it's really good. Again, I think there are problems with it. I'm not. I'm critical of my media sometimes. I think some of the voice work in this show isn't perfect. Um, I watched it dubbed because it was the original movie cast, and that just feels right. Um, if I rewatch it, I'll probably watch it sub to see if I like it better. I probably will. Some of the characters, um you can tell that they are used to acting normally and not voice acting, which is a very different artwork or art form. Um Ramona, I'll give I'll give an example. I feel like she's kind of not super I feel like when you when you voice act you have to be over the top compared to regular acting and like her and like um Kieran Culkin, uh, like, don't fully get that. I think because they're inexperienced with the with the the art form, which is not their fault. Don't get me wrong, that's more of a voice direction fault than anything. However, despite that, this show fucking rocks. I think it perfectly expands on what made the original so good, while not overshadowing it or trying to replace it. It is a perfect accompaniment to the original comics as well as the movie because it kind of is uh goes on for both if that makes sense it's it's kind of it's for everybody like people who enjoyed the movie and not the manga manga comic whatever you want to call it the comic the graphic novel um will still understand what's going on in this and probably enjoy it just as much If, even if you've only seen the movie which i highly recommend the movie's also really good um honestly i don't know what else i can say about scott pilgrim takes off um all of the characters are really interesting they're really re- well written i like them a lot they're just the characters from the book or movie except a lot of them are fleshed out a lot more which is really cool i like that a lot ironically a lot of the characters who are fleshed out a lot you don't really get a lot of focus on but i think that's okay because if you want focus on them just go read the thing that they were focused on in you know what i mean yeah like admittedly scott doesn't get a lot of character development compared to like the comics but that's okay because the comics are about him and this show's kind of about everybody and that's awesome um, the art style is really cute. science Saru did a really good job making this anime because it is an anime because it's made by a Japanese animation studio. Um, yeah. they're also animating the Don to Dawn anime, Matt, if you did not
0: know. Yeah, I did know. Didn't know. Um, I'm very really, excited really about really
1: excited. that. No, the art style is fucking perfect. The music is perfect. The, oh my God, it's the fucking prettiest show that's come out this year by, by far, a hundred percent. And I don't think it's going to be topped. Actually, I lied because Arcane Season 2 is coming out next year, so it might be topped next year. But other than that, I don't think I'm ever going to see an animation uh, series that is that has animation that is more impressive to me, if that makes sense. I don't want to say it's objectively the best animation I've ever seen because, you know, this is a review and the reviews aren't objective. Um, however, holy fuck. Oh, my God. It's so pretty. I don't know what else to say. So okay? two thumbs up. Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Um. <laughs> now we're gonna move on to the final section of my presentation. Uh, we're gonna talk about Nana. I read Nana. It's a shoujo manga about two girls named Nana who live together. One of them's in a band. Um. And has tangential relationship to another really popular band. And it's about her band getting popular and other Nana dating. Um and trying to find like the love of her life because she gets broken up with by her like high school boyfriend. Um, But then, you know, how shoujo manga goes, there's a lot of drama and there's a lot of crazy shit. Um, I will say, I will give you the warning if you're interested in reading this after I talk about it. um, It has been on indefinite hiatus for the last 16 years because the mangaka is very, very sick all the time. Um, Despite this, oh my god, this might be one of the best manga I think I've ever read in my life. The fucking final chapter that's out made me sob like a fucking baby. I've never had manga make me sob
0: that hard. It
1: made me cry harder than Hunter x Hunter made me cry.
0: That's brutal. And Hunter x Hunter made me cry pretty hard. He, he did. He cried a lot after the, um... Chimera,
1: Chimera and Arc and is probably world. one of my favorite single arcs of Shonen ever. Oh, that would be crazy. Um... It's really good, but oh my god, Nana made me fucking sob. It's so good. Um, it's about basically it's about the band and it's about uh, other Nana. They call her Hachi because they're like, oh, she's so cute, like a puppy. We'll call her Hachi, like a puppy. Um, it's really good. I really like it. There's an anime I've never seen it. Um, I heard it's really good. Um, for my friends who have seen it, I don't. I I, I can't really speak on it but it's probably good. It's pretty long, I'm pretty sure. It's 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 a shojo manga, so when I say it's only like 84 chapters, um you know just know that they're shojo manga chapters, so they're like
0: 50 pages per chapter. Yeah, you're you're reading a lot more than You're reading a book. You <laughs> you're getting in for something deep.
1: That's how I was with Rosario Vampire. I was like, "Oh, Rosario, Rosario Vampire is only like 80 chapters. It'll be fine." Because I didn't know that shoujo manga are really fucking long, so I was like, "Oh my god!" Every chapter is sixty pages. Holy shit! I can't believe I read all of Rosaria Vampire. That was crazy. That shit was mid. That was. She was mid as fuck. That was a lot, but I was from dedicated from to from the. the I was dedicated to the grind. The art Nana, looks great. Of Rosaria Vampire or of yeah. Nana?
4: Well, both. I've seen both.
1: Dude, there was there was a lot of I think now that I know what Nana is, I think I think just like dog brain recognizes it. But there was a lot of Nana stuff at the fucking convention that we went to. Interesting, which I was really surprised about. Um, there was a lot of like like shirts and merch, like handmade merch too. It's kind of dope.
4: See, I wanna I wanna read it, but I also don't want to deal with the hiatus. You wanna mm. what you wanna I read? I feel Nana? like I yeah. feel
1: like the it's a decent place to, to stop
4: okay okay
1: um it's just it's so good some stuff some stuff isn't resolved obviously that's just what happened yeah. with the hiatus allegedly the manga gets thinking about resuming it sometime soon she said in the interview this year but we'll see oh wow um, okay but Damn. oh my god i love so. it so good i highly
4: recommend it it's then so i would good. definitely read it if if the mangaka picked it up again i there
1: would... I, I i cannot not even begin to gush about how fucking well written it is the fuck there, the, there's the one scene that broke me is so fucking soul crushing i was like
0: oh my god
1: like it was just brutal. I just felt I felt horrible. I was at work sobbing at my desk. I felt terrible. Aww. It was it was so it's so good. I I it it was like the biggest manga released of the year 2005 like five or something. And I see why because holy shit, it's so good. I so highly recommend it, um, especially if you like punk, because like. Uh, yeah. Nana's band is like a like a punk grunge like Japanese rock band hell it yeah talks a lot about the aesthetics of that also like the dark side of the industry of like, like the music industry and like and stuff like that it's really good I highly recommend it there's a there's a Nana and her boyfriend is a very much like a Sid Vicious and whatever Sid Vicious's girlfriend name his name was I don't remember her name but like their relationship is like the main in influence on the writing of those characters in Nana, and it's very, very, very riveting. Um, and I highly recommend it; it's really good. And now, finally, on my list, the last thing on my list, I'm going to talk about Dungeon Meshi or Delicious in Dungeon. As it's now localized, because we're getting an anime. Um, I love the fantasy genre, as you may know. I love Warhammer fantasy. I love fantasy just in general. Um, Dungeon Dungeon Meshi. I'm gonna call it Dungeon Meshi because that's the name I know it by. Um, is fucking just a really just solid fantasy manga on its own, like uh, like Western fantasy influenced Japanese manga. Like it's very much like D and D inspired. The final chapter was delayed by a month. Fun fact: because the fucking manga co was too busy playing Baldur's Gate three. Um, <laughs> shout out. Um, basically, it's like, imagine, um, it's the mixture of a fantasy manga mixed with a cooking show. Where every chapter, because they're in a dungeon, they have to get to the the bottom of the dungeon to save the main guy's sister. Um, but they have no supplies. They ran out of money because they were going down to kill a dragon and they failed and they spent all their money on supplies for the raid. Um... And they couldn't get the resurrection spell to like get his sister because she got eaten by a dragon. Um, that you know the, the one that they're fighting, obviously. And so the entire um, manga is about them getting back to the dragon, but also they have no food, so they're also hunting and cooking their own dinner now. And the main character is like a, like a freak. He's like obsessed with monsters. He thinks they're the coolest thing ever. And he's like, they're like, why do you think they're so cool? And he, is it because you're just really interested in monsters and they're like etymology? And he's like, I just really want to eat them. I want to know <laughs> what they taste like. i bet they taste delicious and uh, like the the whole manga is about his party just being like oh it's fucking freaky you freak and then they meet that they meet a dwarf who's also like yeah i love cooking monsters is goaded it's yummy um and so he joins them to help them because he wants to eat every monster in the dungeon to see what they taste like um and so they use his shield. If you look in the picture that I have up here, that's his shield that he converted into a walk and they make like hot pot every night um, or like sushi yeah. or whatever they want to make for the day. They just like cook it up. And so the anime is going to have like, what's that one cooking show? You know what I'm talking about? The one cooking anime. Food more. It's got like food war level, like super delicious looking meals, except it's also like a fantasy anime. It's so creative. It's so cool. I highly recommend it. I don't have as much to say about it as I do Nana. Um, but it was probably my favorite, one of my favorite manga that I read this year. Rad. Awesome. Um, I'm looking forward to the anime. Yeah, it comes out on the 4th. So that's like 9 days from now, right? Yeah, 9 days from now. Nice. So, yeah, it's going to be good. We're going to watch it. going to be epic. Cool. Based. And I think that's the, end, that's the end of my presentation. Rad. I felt like I talked really fast, but I hope you guys understood what I was saying.
0: Yeah, it's good.
4: You have yeah. to me? Yeah.
2: All right. Well, since we're in for the long haul, because we're well getting closer and closer to two hours here, uh, we might as well just keep it going. We're in for a long haul. It's a a final video of the year. Might as well. Mm -hmm. So this is my best and worst Uh of 2023. The stuff that I consumed this year that was and wasn't peak. So first thing, you know, just a quick year interview because it's cute. Uh, I started practicing 3D animation, trained by professionals. I'm mostly paid for by myself, which I'm very proud of. Uh, The only thing that is being paid for is like just the down payment, which is from my dad. I love him very much. Uh, Next up is obviously I took art as a career full time. I've been having a great time doing it. I feel happy. I'm a lot happier. Uh I am hired to work on a video game with more to come next year, hopefully. Fingers crossed. And uh I opened up my own merch store, which has been doing uh better than I was expecting, and I'm glad that people are buying stuff from it. I forgot so I to
1: do my year in review. My bad. Too bad. Can it's I do it right. real quick? Can I TLDR real quick? Sure, buddy. I didn't do a lot this year, admittedly. I just kind of worked. But you know what I did do? I hung out with my best friends.
5: Yeah, And I'm very happy that I got
1: to. Epic. And that's my year in review.
2: Cool. So, dishonorable mention. I should state real quick that the honorable mentions and the dishonorable mentions don't mean that they're, like, super top tier or they're super bad, because this year I was pretty good about watching stuff that I thought I would enjoy. And stuff that I knew I wasn't going to enjoy, I just stayed away from. So if, you know, something that's on here is most likely just because, like, it wasn't as bad. It's just kind of like, yeah, it wasn't like my cup of tea or it was like just mid. Or I just haven't finished it or I haven't caught up. And I'll get into the more details as we get there. So Kamen Rider Geats is not as good as people (sighs) say it is. I don't know what's going on with uh, Toku Tubers. I don't know what's up with them. I don't know what they're smoking. I wish
5: you understand. I my wish pain.
2: I wish I understood it. Cause like Geats on its own has like everything that Wizard has. It it is like bar for bar a wizard clone to me. Like action is super cool, the suits are super cool. The only difference is that in like compared to Wizard, there are some like really interesting and endearing characters that you can like get attached to. One problem, the main character is fucking mid. The ending is a historic common writer like continuation from the series that I have seen that it just it doesn't end well and I'm not a big fan of how it ended. I understand why it ended the way it did, but I'm not a big fan of it. And like I enjoyed my time with it and I'm only putting on a dishonorable mention because like I don't think it's like the top tier that people think it is. I don't even think it's like good. I think it's just kind of like meh. Like I'll watch it, but like I'm not going out of my way to rewatch it anytime soon. So yeah, that's where geets is. And that's the only dishonorable mention. But I do want to give some honorary mentions, some loving, uh, some loving mentions to the things that I really liked that just weren't up to snuff for this, like for this list. So Fiona and Cake. Oh my God, they made Adventure Time like for a more mature audience and they didn't like lose touch with what made adventure time adventure time. Like there's blood there's swear words, but like it doesn't feel wrong. Like it just sort of feels like a natural evolution. Like it surprised me the first time when I saw blood, I was like, Oh shit. And I was like, Oh right. We're on like, you know, we're on max or HBO max as people now should call it. But like, it's so good. Simon is a fucking delight and it's, Weird that like the weakest element of the show to me was Fiona and Cake because everything around them was significantly more interesting and enjoyable. Like, obviously, Simon is super cool. We love Simon Petrikoff. Tom Kenny fucking knocked it out of the park as he does usually. Uh the whole I'm just glad we got a good on-screen uh gay romance between two men on a show, like on an animated show with Marshall Lee and uh Gary, not Princess, like not Prince Bubblegum, Gary, the human versions. Like I was eating that up and I wish there was more of that. So I'm I, I'm just glad I got like a show that was good that I really enjoyed that continued a franchise that was near and dear to my childhood. Next up, the one piece sorry, uh one piece. I haven't caught up with it. I'm still in Romance Dawn, if that even tells you how far I am into One Piece. Oh damn. But I've I've started it. I've thoroughly enjoyed One Piece thus far. I'm going to continue enjoying One Piece. I'm waiting for my dad to join me and watch the live action One Piece because that's the only way he'll watch it. And I'm really glad that we both enjoy something that is like super anime and cool. And I can't wait to catch up with everyone else after I read like 2,000 chapters of manga. One Piece good.
5: Hell Next yeah.
2: up, Blue Eye Samurai. I haven't finished the show, but holy shit who would have thought that getting the writer for logan to write a samurai anime would be so fucking good it is so good highly recommend it's getting a second season good lord please go fucking watch it all right let's get into the worsts as i said this year i've been pretty good about like not watching stuff i wouldn't enjoy so these like worsts are not like for the most part, we'll get to the, like the worst of the worst, but like for the most part, they're just kind of like mid or just weren't super enjoyable for me. So number three was elemental. And it says what it, like what my thoughts are in the name. Elemental, you know, it's, it's a fine animation movie. It's no Ratatouille. It's no Incredibles. It's just kind of meh. It's, weird seeing Pixar do like a super safe movie after the amazing films that we've gotten thus far that have been like, you know, maybe not like the topest tier. like soul, like soul in itself is so weird because it's a Pixar movie. That's so deep, but it's like, it's trying to tackle something so vague. Whereas elemental is just, what if water and fire came together? Like it's, eh, I'm not big on it. I see the appeal. It's just like, it felt like it was just like a normal family movie that had some like really like the the deepest message that it had was nothing that I could relate to because it was about uh, families migrating or immigrating to other places and feeling left out and forming their own communities. Like I couldn't connect to that because I'm a white boy. So, you know, but I, the message was clear and people certainly resonated with it. It just wasn't. Super good for me. Best number three. Indie animation's fucking slapping, dude. Lackadaisy is so fucking good. Like, I know, Jake, you said that there is, like, no animation in your eyes that, like, visually could beat Scott Pilgrim takes off. If Lackadaisy is able to get off the ground from their pilot and it keeps the, like, the art style that they had, good fucking lord, this, this series would be eye candy. It is 1920s America during the uh, prohibition and it's got gangs and mafia and cats. So like if you're into warriors, cool beans, you got, you got something that will hook you in. You like history. Well, there you go. You got something to hook you in. And the best part about this is that it's not just an animated pilot. I'm going to talk mainly about the animated pilot. Cause that's what I consumed,
4: mm-hmm. uh, but it's just
2: like, it's really good, but you can read the rest of the story. It's a web comic out there. Same name, lackadaisy. Super good, super beautiful art. Just, oh my God. Indie animation this year has been phenomenal. There has been some really big bangers and it's been popping off here and there. Uh, I want to shout out mainly, um, what was it? Monkey Wrench by Zurich, uh, which is like a comedy sci-fi thing. And it's just, it's it's nice to see indie animation pop off.
1: Yes. Did you watch Amazing Digital Circus?
2: I watched it. I don't think it's as good as people claim it to be. I think it's a little messy, but like Same. I can see the appeal. I I, I can see the appeal, but lackadaisy deserves uh, proper recognition. I fucking love lackadaisy and it like, it grips you, like it grips you, pulls you into the setting. Atmosphere is off the chart. It's got swing. It's got electro swing in it too. And it's got some loving, like some really fun characters and some, it's just, it's just oozing personality. I love it please go give Lackadaisy a watch. And if you're into reading comics, go read the webcomic because it's also really good from what I hear. So moving on, number two worst. Now this is going to be kind of, this is probably going to kill me on Twitter, but Hell of a Boss is my number two worst. I want to state that Hell of a Boss is sort of what I personally envision a animated series in hell to sort of be like the perfect fit for it. But Hell of a Boss's biggest failings to me is, I mean, not only on, like, comedy writing, because we know, we've seen the jokes all over Twitter of what the comedy of Vivzy Pop is. But, like, the comedy writing's not, like, super strong. It's mostly, like, swear words and dick jokes, which isn't really my cup of tea. Uh, There's a lot of just, like, there's a lot of really cool concepts in Hell of a Boss, and there's some really interesting character stuff that I just wish wasn't a different show. Because the whole concept of Stolas and Blitz's relationship is really, really interesting. But it's in a show that isn't able to support that as its, like, main sort of crux because it's so focused on telling dick jokes and stuff. And the weirdest part is that, like, the best characters in the show, outside of, like, Stolas, are guest characters. Like, we have the person that played Beetlejuice on the Broadway show come in to play Fizzaroli. And... He does a bang up job. I like him. I like his partner. I love Alex Brightman. He's so good. I love Alex Brightman. Uh, Asmodeus is is a fun one. Like there's a lot of really interesting concepts here, but they just aren't able to fully be developed because the show is unable to be more than dick jokes and swear words. Uh, I also don't really like the color palette. I, I think this has been said enough online that I, the color palette of hell of a boss and has been is just, really really saturated in mono like uh monochrome or not monochrome monotone i guess not that either but like you know what i mean like it's it's one color it's one hue and a lot of that sort of translates also to hello a boss and eh. yeah i i think that for the series getting as big as it is i'm glad people are able to enjoy it for like what it is but i i can't bring myself to find this series to be worthy of the amount of praise that it gets when stuff like monkey wrench and Lackadaisy are significantly behind compared to it. But that is my personal opinion. I will say I will be checking out has Been Hotel purely out of morbid curiosity and to support indie animation, but I probably won't like it either, even though it is a musical. So, number two best, I think it it's, it's Nimona. Fucking... I don't know how Disney dropped the bar on this fucking movie. You had... A gem in your hand, like a, a, a finely crafted diamond. But the moment you're like, oh, there's LGBT characters here? Nah, fuck that. I, I can't, we can't maybe, do that to the global demographic. they
1: really just fucking dropped, like, every ball they picked
2: up this year in oh, general. We will get to Disney. Trust me. Number one worst you will clearly tell was made with passion. So, Nimona, beautiful animation, beautiful stylization, fun characters, snappy writing. It's just like everything just works so well in Nimona. It's got great representation. It just, everything about it is good. It is so good. And it is the final movie from Blue Sky, the studio that brought us uh, Ice Age, Ice Age 2, Ice Age 3, Ice Age 4, Ice Age 5. You know, that studio. So, and for this to be their send-off and they were able to complete it, it, it blows my mind. This is a fantastic movie. It's on Netflix. Please, please, please go watch it. It is so fucking good. And, it it's not my movie of the year but it is one of the greatest animations of this year it's 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 amazing the only gripe that i have is that i wish that they did more world building with the fantasy world that they have here cuz it's sort of like this weird hybrid of like so, like cyberpunk fantasy where it's like it's not it's more leaning into the fantasy elements but it's got cyberpunk dystopian stuff in there too so it's 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 interesting but it's a good movie. I love it to pieces. Yeah,
1: I do think the fantasy punk genre is like that it explores was really interesting.
2: I just wish there was more to it. Yeah. Now, for the worst of 2023, the biggest ball drop that Disney has ever done is Wish. Oof. Oh my god. Oof. How do you drop the ball on your 100th year anniversary this hard? Like, when I think of Disney animation, I am a Disney baby. That is what I grew up on. That is, like, this is my bread and butter. I love Disney Renaissance movies. I like some of the modern Disney movies. Hell, I like some of, like, the weird ones that, like, don't fit into those, like, two really well-known elements. Like, I still need to watch Treasure Planet because I know I'm going to fucking love that movie. But, wish is another modern disney movie and it's so formulaic it hurts it feels like they like went to open like to chat gpt and were like write me a disney movie about uh wishes like a disney princess movie about wishes that has a talking animal sidekick and references disney movies and this is what we got wish is a hollow empty carcass of a movie that could have been really, really something special. There has been so much concept art and stuff revealed for the movie. We could have had the first, uh, villain couple with the King and the queen. We could have had, uh, like a fully 2d animated movie again after 10 years, which would have been something special. Uh, although I, I don't think the budget would be, you know, met, even though I do think that wish is still underperforming. Uh, if my, Memory serves me on the box office. I haven't checked in a while. And the other thing is that, like, there was a lot of elements that was, like, super, super unique to Wish that could have been explored, but it just wasn't. And I saw this movie in theaters. I saw it opening day. I went, I sat down in the theater. I was like, this is going to be a fun family movie. I'm going to have a good time with it. There's going to be some banger songs. So it's a children's movie. It was not fun. And none of the songs were good. This is a Disney musical, and none of the songs were good. Not a single one. I, How do you do that? Like, every single song could have been a Broadway slapper. Could have slapped me across the cheeks, and I would have didn't screamed it have, daddy. Um, it did didn't not.
1: Have, didn't
2: have Chris Pine
1: in it? Yeah, and Chris Pine That's served crazy
2: that he you served. made a musical with Chris Pine, and it was bad. Chris, no, Chris Pine served. He sang well. The song he sang just wasn't good. Yeah, that's what I mean. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Uh, I think the biggest complaint that I have is that this wants to be a Disney Renaissance movie. It wants to have all the hallmarks of a Disney Renaissance movie with the Broadway musical, the hand-drawn effects of, like, the visuals, but, like, it, it wants to tie it all together with modern Disney, and it feels like the corporate clash of what modern Disney is and what the renaissance was built upon, which was artists wanting to make something special, wanting to just make art clashed, and the corporate won. Because this movie is so hollow, and I sincerely wish we had a better movie. It makes me so sad that Disney's 100th anniversary movie was so fucking mid. And, uh oh. I, I I hope it does. I I just hope that Disney like looks at this and takes risks because the animation industry is moving past Disney at lightning speeds, and Disney is struggling to keep up.
0: Isn't it crazy that not taking risks is now taking a risk?
1: I suppose yeah. so. Yeah. You know, it's, it's I, not just the animation though. Like, I mean, look at the MCU is like just straight up, this absolutely not animation. relevant this year and it's not even releasing anything next year. Mhm. Yeah, yeah. Like I, Marvel is falling. It's Mar yeah, the the realm of Disney in general is falling. Yeah. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. the fucking I, parks are never going to die because they're a fucking
2: culture. They're like the only thing that Florida has. Yeah. I personally think like Andor fucking amazing, but like outside of that, like it's been kind of like iffy and like most of it has been kind of bad. I think what Disney needs to do for its next upcoming animated release is to take a bold risk and make something that is unique and special and is still Disney, but like, isn't traditionally what they're doing. Cause it feels like this movie is held back by what would Walt do? And it's, it, it just, it, it stings me because I really wanted to like this movie. I love musicals. I love Disney movies and hell. I like Disney princess movies. Like I only like within the last I want to say few years watched Beauty and the Beast for the first time and I was like, damn, what was I missing? Like why what like why was I not seeing this movie before? And then I went to go see Wish and I'm like, man, I I could have skipped this movie and nothing would have changed. So yeah. Uh Wish is my least favorite movie of the year. Uh it will probably go down as honestly, I don't think Disney is going to like, you know, die overnight, but I think Wish if Wish is really what's going to end up killing Disney, that sucks. I want mm-hmm. Disney to do a Swan Song. I want them to go all in. I think that what they need to do is to give us a year from from like their their you know their their content and just refocus and make something special, make a bold risk that changes the animation industry again. Because my number one pick of 2023, come on, it's Across the Spider Verse. Fucking amazing movie from animation standards to writing. Everything about this movie is peak. I love Across the Spider-Verse. It is one of the few movies I actively go out of my way to listen to the soundtrack to. I absolutely ate this movie up. And oh god. It the part three cannot come any, you know, sooner. I really want this movie to have a fantastic finale to it. That's you know, a great part two. And I, like, what's said about Across the Spider-Verse, like, I'm just going to be parroting it again. This movie is fucking fantastic. Please go watch it if you haven't gotten seen it. It's on Netflix now, and I'm going to re-watch it eventually once I have some free time. Because, good lord, animation is changing again, and I'm glad to see it keep changing. My only critique about this movie is that they didn't treat their animators well. And as somebody that's getting into the animation industry, hopefully, I, I don't want to be treated poorly. But yeah, that was my list of the things I liked and didn't like about 2023. And I can only hope that things get better for animation because right now, indie animation, serving. Every animated studio that isn't Disney, serving.
1: Yeah, Warner Bros. Except
2: for Illumination, except for Illumination and Warner (laughs) Bros.
1: I I haven't (laughs) forgotten about what
2: you did. I I haven't forgotten about what you did to Infinity Train Warner Brothers. I want you
5: to remember that. What about Coyote versus Acme? i haven't seen the movie i can't speak on that hybrid so like but but what i'm saying is how they're treating it yeah yeah i I don't like how it's being treated either selling their baby off to another company yeah
1: terrible all right i think it's time for i think it's faeus's turn to go all right i'm gonna keep
0: mine a little shorter both because it was already kind of shorter in the first place and i want to make sure that we're all good on time still but uh I'm gonna begin mine in a uh, in a fun way here. Let's see, I'll close that slideshow moment. All i right right, gonna start streaming here. So my 2023, I'm not gonna go into like a year in review for me. I think it was a pretty decent year for me all around though. Uh frame rate 15, here we go. All right, so um I did like a, a weird setup here. And uh I like, there were... I like that everybody had different setups. Yeah, we all we all had different setups. Um, <laughs> uh i thought some memes this year they just fucking killed me every time i saw them anywhere on reddit or discord or anywhere so uh shout out to the the top three memes of mine for this year jacob you're gonna love this first one that boy Zoro can cut magma now huh i got to my ass in this office or i'm finished or i'm
1: finished <laughs> <laughs> oh my god before everybody came down for the con Matt and I would be playing anything, and we'd be like, I better keep my – Like, we'd be playing Lethal Company. It'd be like me, him, and Phoenix. And I'd be like, damn, those boys, the Giants, can eat crewmate tall. I better keep my ass in this ship or I'm finished. Damn. This- and then Matt and I would crack up, and Phoenix would be like – Shut the fuck up.
0: Shut the fuck up, please. <laughs> it was so, so funny. What what really kills me with this one is this just fucking annihilated the entire anime power scaler community. Every single one of them would just start saying shit like this all over the place. And uh, honorable mention to my favorite version of this one. That boy Freddy can move on night three. I better keep my ass <laughs> in this office or I'm finished. Just kills me. Every time. Uh, second top favorite meme, which also helped me learn more about uh, disabilities. Beetlejuice, the man who is just uh, hanging around in his hotel room one night. (laughs) this guy apparently is four foot three has dwarfism and some uh some uh, developmental problems but he did get to make a music video with snoop dogg and is all around a very interesting guy this is, Beetle Deuce is he really
1: four? oh my god i did not know he's he was four, four three. foot three i'm not gonna he's lie i had no idea i know that he was four three <laughs> he's in true crime new york city <laughs>
2: He's a, this man appears he, in your nightmares i'm amazed that he's never meme. been
0: sued by the name beetlejuice yeah i know it's it's craziness it's absolute craziness this guy i just I, every time that he shows up i just crack up the most plastic meme of the year the most versatile and then so, uh you know,
1: just hanging out
0: re- as of recently um the russian military just fucking can't do anything correctly. Nick was telling me about this stuff earlier today that they um they apparently can't run their radio and electronic countermeasures at the same time and the Ukrainians found that out and they just <laughs> bombed them when they were on the radio because that's when they,
2: they <laughs> <music. laughs> internal M- internal ecm go i'm listening to video killed the radio star you know you know when in like silent hill when you have
1: to like choose between <laughs> your your weapon or your
0: flashlight no, I was, it's literally lethal. They, just, can't, they can't hold the,
2: the shovel and the, the, the break.
0: They, they just sent
1: 20 enemies at you when you have to use the flashlight. That's what they just <laughs> did.
0: It's so funny. But, um... <laughs> those three oh, just killed me this year. Uh, the worst stuff of this year. Uh, only serious thing on this list. Combatants will be dispatched. Worst fucking anime I've seen. Maybe ever. This is, like, proto-Konosuba. It. It's proto-Konosuba by the same author as Konosuba, except it feels like it was written by somebody who's never interacted with another human in his life. Imagine if fucking Kazuma from Konosuba never gets his comeuppance and, like, always gets to do weird, creepy shit. That's this show. It's horrible. It just makes you feel awkward and uncomfortable and it's not funny. Go watch Konosuba. Amazing. What? I said amazing. It is amazing. And then I amazing. coughed. Okay. Uh, this show is just a fucking this show is the cough of anime. Uh thanks to Kai <laughs> Modern Day Debate and Flat Earth. This one's for you. Yeah. This is, you. this is on this list purely because of that human being. I
5: the cloud size sex backwards. The but clouds say do sex backwards. Koalas are CGI.
0: Koalas are CGI. Uh, uh, on the right here, uh, the audience can't see it, but um, just imagine the most incomprehensible globe map of the Earth that says weird shit like How about the It's an AI-generated flat Earth meme, and I, uh, I think it speaks more <laughs> to me than any flat Earth meme I've seen made by humans.
1: <laughs> I like. A, I,
5: I like. Eaves. I like hard <laughs> tofu. It, uh, yeah. I really like.
1: <laughs> I really like he nest <laughs> I'm not gonna
2: lie. Muriel Earth. <laughs> I'm dude, a I big love fan that of- yeah. it just has a question mark at the end.
3: Yeah. 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 <laughs> Asking the I also have to give it
1: a, a special shout out for doing an amazing render of South America
0: <laughs> and then the lost city of Atlantis to the west of it. Yeah, that. no, it's great. I love it. It's so wonderful. There's also that uh, the, part of yeah, what, about the the what about
2: the dude? That's a Pacific rim. Yeah. in the Atlantic. Yeah, that's my uh, no, that's my Minecraft bridge. Oh <laughs> yeah. Anyway, create African Bypass.
0: Uh let's see. Uh Architects, fucking Architects killed me this year. <laughs> oh my god, they I were bet. so fucking annoying at work. Top <laughs> moment of Architects you, this year. Architects? Do you only work do you only work with architectural engineers or do you work with both? Uh I'm an architectural engineer. The key being engineer yeah. in that title. Architectural? Do you work with regular architects? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't design anything architecturally. The architect part of my title is just supposed to tell you that I only work within <laughs> a building. That's that's what I do. Mm-hmm. I'm an HVAC engineer, basically. Um, actual architects are they're demons. They're just. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it to you. They just. <laughs> They just come out of the fucking. They like woodwork.
5: style over substance, right? Uh, yeah. There's a
4: bajillion memes. So, okay.
5: About they're, the. Difference they're neither style or
1: character.
0: substance. They're just torturing Matt. Yeah. So they 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 are <laughs> always your best and worst companions on any job ever. Shout out to Nicole who is, I think, the best architect I've worked with so far, (coughs) and um, even she, despite the fact that she managed a huge project and managed to keep everything in line and was keeping the structural engineer from fucking up some foundation and uh, um, retaining walls, the post-deliverable additional instructions for construction had to include an extra $200,000 firewall, because she just forgot to do it. So, that was fun. That was interesting. Powerful. Um, aside from architects, uh, best stuff. Good anime this year. I, I watched some really good anime. Uh, Bochi the Rock. Thank you, Jacob, for bringing this. Up. I'm so <laughs> yeah. glad.
1: I should have. You know what? I'm adding in special shout outs. Bochy the Rock. I fucking love Bochy the I Rock. It Bochy is Jack so.
2: So much. So funny. So... <laughs> we love the rock in this house. I love
0: the rock in this house. I just. It, kills every part of that show is one of the funniest things i've ever seen on um, my favorite part is that the the gif of the girl the pink haired girl screaming like a fucking ai bot on the ground that's not edited the audio is not edited the voice actors can just actually <laughs> do that scream and every one of her friends called her a liar for saying that and she just did it live on stream one day and they died laughing and i also died laughing uh ranking of kings holy shit this show is amazing this is a michael show i think michael you would really like this show if you haven't watched it yet yeah it's um it's got a great art style it is i will say very dark at times and it gets pretty intense it's sort of like a a brother's grim fairy tale with a little prince boy who just wants to have a happy life and every single person in the world doesn't want him to have a happy life. But there's also some uh, optimistic coming of age stuff where you realize people uh, are maybe a little better than you think they were at times, but also do you see the darkness in some people's hearts when you get older? Um, Also a tale of good friendship. This little little Kage guy here on the right, best friend of the year, best friend of the year right there. Has anybody actually seen this? I don't think anybody has. I, I've heard of it. I've There's, never seen it, no. You've heard of it. Um, and finally, Heavenly Delusion, which I reverse gaslit myself and thought I came up with it on my own, and I told Jacob, hey, you should go read this, and then Jacob said, Matt, I recommend this to you eight months ago. Yeah, this is true. It is very true. Um, Wacky as shit sci-fi anime and manga that um, doesn't handle some topics super well that are very, like, interpersonally serious but it's so lovable and so charming i just can't hold it against it it's also got really interesting sci-fi plot stuff that i haven't seen in a lot of other things uh there's these things called man eaters that are monsters that eat people and there's two plots an A and a B plot with a boy and a girl who are traveling across the country of Japan trying to find where the boy is supposed to belong. And the B plot is a bunch of kids in like a super futuristic high school and they've got like weird powers and abilities that nobody can explain. Uh, Let's see, did I have anything else? Nope. Nope. That was it for me. Quick and short year there.
1: Yippee! Yippee!
3: Yippee!
1: Alright, let's take it home. Mr. Saxington.
3: It's time to take it home with Mr. Saxington. Hold on. I made my presentation during the first presentation. Uh, and. Uh, <laughs> yeah. sorry, sorry. I, I wasn't hey, just so high. long. Everyone had else the time. did. So I did as well. Uh, and I made it very quickly. Uh, and how do i do that how do i also do I can share i just say screen? that uh how do i share my bottom
1: screen? left share yeah. click share your screen go to applications and, i knew that i know that uh, I make that sure that, that you uh, have the tabs open on on your browser no, that you know I don't want to
3: do dude i, I almost went oh i have one open porn. and closed the ZenCaster. <laughs> 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 <So funny. laughs> also i just have to say I mean, out loud i was right over the xbox um, i went wait <laughs>
1: Sean is okay. bullying me in the fucking Discord call with his fucking status being changed like three <laughs> times during the recording. And now it's just says Greg Chudley is a bitch ass motherfucker. I don't know. Can what you I'm believe talking that house see. guy it's in my so fucking house? Yeah. I don't see it.
3: Okay. So here's my. I year. Kind of presentation, uh, I want status. to start. Can you see my presentation?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes, I can. Okay. I great. like how it's just white.
3: Uh, thanks. <laughs> it's just like me. Um. I wanted to start change by talking the, about you something a little. Mode. <laughs> no, no chance. You have to suffer. I know <laughs> I'm the last one, and it's very late now, but uh, I wanted to think of it like a flashbang. Um,
1: if was yeah, a flashbang. I wanted to talk about
3: something a little serious right at the beginning here. Something I kind of noticed recently is that like I have been consuming a lot of media recently. I've really been starting to think about it, especially since I've been starting to make a lot more media myself, and I want to make some interesting stuff. I've kind of realized I haven't like. All of my favorite media is stuff I just found by like literally as a kid just going through Kiss anime and choosing whatever seemed somewhat interesting or like on Webtoon reading whatever uh, like I could get my filthy grubby hands on because there was like so such a limited selection. I had to read like all this read or watch all this weird shit and I'm not gonna lie I've kind of realized I just don't like read weird or read such watch obscure. Uh, they're uh, they're in the dryer. I'll bring them up when they're, they're done. They're in the dryer. Fucking uh, butt. They're in the dryer. <laughs> in the dryer. All the weird Sean, did you Sorry, know they're in no. the dryer? Watches in the dryer now. So yeah, they're in the dryer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna bring them
4: up when they're done. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
3: this is actually me on the verge of a, of a breakdown right now. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: Sergio mentioning a Jair has done more psychic names to Sean than Bram Ranch has done in two years.
3: I this is so funny right now. Oh my gosh. All right, wait. no one, I need to recover from You Those are
5: out of your mind. <laughs> so,
1: well, also, I just, want to, I just want to shout out that like 30 seconds where Sean was completely incomprehensible while talking. <laughs> Like Sean going on like a really emotional tirade. He was like, and I just hear like, uh, I just hear like, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. Uh, he
4: uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, sounded like what? fucking dialogue, man.
3: Wait, what's going on? Can yeah, you like, hear I, me now? I, 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 I,
4: I, I, like, yeah, we can hear you now. I oh my
5: gosh. Okay, your, do I need to turn Okay, am I so? No, we roboty? got what you were saying.
1: Yeah, you're oh, good. You're good. I'd drop your your stream quality. You, I got most of it. I, okay, I got most on. of it. Oh, no, you can it, see the presentation. It was presentation. just funny. Y- you, it... Yeah, y- were we not supposed to?
3: No. I mean, well, yes. Yeah, well, <laughs> you just we, deleted uh, it. Hold on. You just <laughs> deleted <laughs> I it. I don't want you to see the other slides. <laughs> <That's> a surprise. I'm <laughs> the resolution. It's frame rate, okay? Oh, my God. <laughs> hold on. Yeah, we're beating the frame rate. Like, God oh God damn. <laughs> Like, this episode has been going on for three I hours, it was me, okay? to be honest. This episode has been
1: going
0: on for two <laughs> hours, okay? No. <laughs> so, so it's just like a really emotional tirade <laughs> about discovering <laughs> <laughs> of the media in his life, and it's like. And I real uh, I eyes that. were uh
4: uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, we got Matt, what he was Matt, saying. We
1: got Matt, it. Matt you, know that, Matt, you remember that video of um, Mr. Krabs choking on the apple? <laughs> I'm good at him. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hold on! No, it's loud no equals mis- funny. Know, loud, loud equals,
1: equals funny. funny. <laughs> no, sometimes, sometimes loud does equal funny, and that's okay. Look at this fucking okay. video, of Mr. Krabs choking on his apple. Kai, don't watch it. You can't watch
3: it.
2: Google Doc. I, I pulled up the
3: Google Doc, the presentation I made. Hold oh
2: on! Sean, come on! man! <laughs> I'm like, trying so hard, hard right to now. now. I, I got on Google guess. size and it <laughs> took me
1: Google Doc, so I on the profile. Oh my god, that video is so funny. Got,
0: kind of I the onto a guest.
1: <laughs> oh my
4: god. Why can't I watch the it? It's flashing. It's okay. flashing
1: lights. If you want to watch us, make sure it's not on your screen and just listen to it, because it's all okay. the audio yeah. is the funny part. I'll just
4: scroll up and listen. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Why is it that when I go to Google Slides and share my account, it takes me to Google Docs? How do I access Sean Google is, Slides on another account? Sean
0: is getting owned right now. I'm so sorry, Sean. You have to, I
3: think I'm, you have to share uh-huh. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh.
5: just, just, just open it from Google Drive.
3: Sergio, go, <laughs> go back to your fucking dryer.
4: All right, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. Oh, I thought you were going to say, say something else. I'm i was over. Gonna, like, <laughs> Why are you streaming Discord? <laughs> I'm streaming Discord! <laughs> <laughs> is, oh me a man. man. <laughs>
2: Sean,
1: can we devote
2: Sean back to guest, please? Is this I, a bit? I, Is this a, bit?
0: This is a bit. being I,
3: I realized I when it's Sean all, was all all out. That's right, I'm such I, a good I, re- I
1: realized when Sean was at my house... Now I'm pretty sure Sean is technologically incapable of doing most things. <laughs>
3: my avatar is literally a computer screen, like it's a. Throw. I know that's, that's
0: insane. insane.
3: Oh my gosh! All right. Well, what was I? Anyways, back to the serious topic I was talking about. Yeah, go on about your topic. discovery you of media with that? through whatever. So I'm you just you, start you, about... you
1: talked about when you were a kid. You real you read it when you were a kid most of the way you discovered your media that you watched was just by going on kiss anime and choosing random shit or going on like webtoons and choosing random shit. Mm Hmm.
3: Yeah, exactly. My back then, it was like I had to watch basically whatever I could get my hands on, or at least that's what it felt like. I didn't like uh-huh. look up reviews or anything, or I didn't take recommendations from people. I just looked at whatever like shit had like a cool cover, or like on Webtoon, like whatever like was there in a genre that I liked because I I didn't have any other options once I'd read everything else. And I'm kind of realizing that that's how I found most of the stuff that like influences me the most and i'm i think mean, everybody I that.
1: had that at some point in their life you know what i mean yeah like
3: yeah definitely i
1: got at least when you get into anime for the first time if you're like if you got into it young at least not everybody got into anime young they got into it from recommendations from people but like me i just like went on netflix and i was like what's the devil is a part-timer let's watch
0: it
3: that was my experience too actually exactly i it saw it is on uh, well. adult
0: swim the devil's a part-timer is really good the- call up
3: It is. It is really good. But my point there is, like, I I think we did all have that experience to some extent. My point there is, like, I've realized since I stopped doing that, I started, like, looking at reviews and, like, taking recommendations and, like, watching what is the best of the best. I've stopped finding weird Stuff that like really influences me. Like in the modern day, I would never watch an anime called Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai, but that is one of my favorite anime ever. Uh, and it's seriously <laughs> heavily influenced how I am as a person. You have to watch it if you don't understand. That's it is, crazy. it made me cry. It made me sob. Uh, that it sounds is sounds
4: crazy. Good.
3: Yeah. And that's like, I, I also probably would have never like read this is the same thing uh, with COVID hit when like before COVID hit, I had to go to my library to get manga and I probably never would have read like three Gatsu no lion there either, but that also made me cry Um, or like fucking Mm Barakamon and Bakuman, which are two different things, by the way. Uh, And uh, not to be confused with Bakugan, um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I think uh I'm kind of realizing next after I come back from being in another country I think I'm going to make a goal of going back to doing that like a little bit at least and just like literally I just want to start watching like random stuff like I want to go to a random like generator of anime and just watch the first thing that comes up without even reading the description and see what it is cuz I also kind of realized what I was making this I haven't really consumed anything that's bad and like that seems like it should be a good thing but I don't feel like it oh, is no. cuz consuming yeah, you... bad stuff is like that's how you like you gotta know what's bad to know what's really good, I feel. Uh, and that's something I was a little disappointed by. Oh, so I, I agree really with that. I've, I've, on, I've,
1: yeah. I've gone on almost an exact rant on the podcast before. That's crazy. Uh, people yeah. th- because the the modern internet is so focused on watching peak that that's nobody true. watches mid anybody anymore. And so when yeah, something no one... is peak, they go, Oh, it's not as peak as this other peak thing. It's mid. But they yeah, haven't exactly. watched like
2: Dog shit, so how are they supposed <laughs> to be <laughs> actually yeah. <in> dog shit?
5: <laughs> it's they called even peak for a reason because you need to go see the valleys.
2: Exactly.
5: See, I feel like like being like a video gamer in 2023 is kind of like that because we got like nothing but peak this year, but we had such great titles like the King Kong game by Gain Mill mm-hmm. and Walking Dead Destinies to remember to make us remember what dog shit smelled like. It's it's I, a, I don't it's the media those.
1: consumption <laughs> equivalent of gooning. Yeah. Yeah, Like, I had, I
2: think the, the, I, I I don't like to hate watch. I hate watch like two series in my life, <laughs> and I was like, man, I'm a miserable pro- person because of it, but I realized, oh, hey, I like this thing more because it's not this, and I understand why it isn't. Jacob, I'm, I'm not going to get away way with that
0: way. fucking bullshit you just said. What came out of <laughs> the way that, fucking warm The way that Sean just said, yeah, it is, was so funny. Wait, what, did
3: I what did I say that to?
1: <laughs> I said, <laughs> what you I said it's like I said it's like the media consumption equivalent of gooning. i was gonna say i need
3: to be a gooner i'm not a gooner (laughs) now
1: think of gooning think of gooning gooning is only watching peak all the time so all of your fucking taste is skewed
3: i saw if you're you know when you're
1: not you goon 24 hours a day busting won't feel good but if you, you know, only bust, like, once a week, it's pretty nice. It's the same with, like, movies. If no, watch, not like, November. <laughs> if you watch, like, ten movies, right? It's like it's like the Chainsaw Man thing. If you mm-hmm. watch ten movies and they're all good, why are you watching good things?
2: That's true. Maybe that's what makes the Star Wars watch, like, you watching Star you Wars You can't have interesting. the good
1: without the bad. And so, if you're only watching good stuff, then good stuff no longer makes you feel. That's true. Yeah,
3: exactly. Spittin'. This is Continue why it's like when I jerk
1: off too much.
3: <laughs> this is why I am like saying right now: when I come back from like my study abroad trip, I am literally going to make a commitment like next summer <laughs> to set like a goal for an amount of just random stuff i'm gonna watch or read i'm literally gonna pull up random generators click the button and watch them without looking at even like the preview go on the steam discovery queue what is it
5: the steam Discovery. So go to the steam discovery queue and buy something out of it
3: oh but even the discovery queue has like stuff that's already been like some people think what's on the steam discovery queue is good right like I want to go and and no, it's see usually what, so. Like the here's 70, the thing: seven hundred and thirtieth entry on like the Steam and the B section is,
2: you know. The issue with the Steam Discovery Queue is it's not truly random. It's catered to what you like already, or yes. catered <laughs> to things that you'd be interested in.
3: Yeah, so and I, I can understand going random generator is. or play rather. Yeah. But anyways, that's that's all for that. I'm going to get uh, a little less. less we're going to get a little silly now, I think. So uh, I'm, I'm kind of tired. So I don't know if this bit is going to work as well. But uh, everybody, uh, I would like to thank you so much for welcoming to this podcast as a host. Uh, and I would now like to reveal my true alternate uh, persona that has been the real me all along. I am Mr. Big Cock. And this <laughs> Mr. is Mr. P. Big Cock's big year. Everybody, please clap. Yippee.
4: Yippee.
3: That actually says yipe. Oh, sorry. Yipe.
4: Yeah, it wasn't that good. Yipe. So calm down
3: a little bit. Um, So this is is my urine review. Um, So I'm going to read this in order. Uh, Bigger (laughs) cock. Um, Please clap. Joking. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Second item. Cock got bigger. Uh, please clap. Okay. Uh, actual actual things now. I finished and uploaded my audio drama of SCP Five Thousand. I don't remember if that actually happened in this year or last, or like the end of last year. But I'm counting it. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's something here. I'm actually very proud of it. Had, it was pretty cool and pretty fun to make, and it took me only two years. Um, so yeah, that was that's neat. I'm happy about that. Uh, fourth item. My cock got is bigger now. Um, Fifth item. Excuse me. Would, would you please like to elaborate on your? Uh, <laughs> sorry, on your sorry, sorry there? Sean.
0: Sean,
1: I'm extending the gooning metaphor to having a big penis. Somebody has to have a small penis here.
2: <laughs> You're right. You're Come right, on, man. You, and you, gotta, you you do. gotta retract the bigger. You gotta track your big cock. You gotta go back. I will not retract my big like it. cock. You son of a bitch. I'm giving you. you never say that to again. me again.
3: Don't don't speak to me or my no. big cock ever again. Uh no, Six Item, I don't know. I think this is six item. I've, I've lost count. Uh I started Sean's Ranch, which was pretty cool. Uh it's been pretty fun so far. There is one episode that you can get right now, and all of the other ones are in my uh in in my little uh in my in my box of, of episodes of Sean's Ranch that I have that you'll get eventually on the Patreon. Um Yeah, you gotta
4: get through that paywall first. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, but it's worth
4: it. It'll be so worth it. Uh,
3: and I'm I'm now holding I'm now holding a toolbox in my hands and playing with all the all the little tools inside. I don't know how that happened. That's pretty cool. Not on this list, but that happened. Um, I have a like a flashlight. It doesn't work, but I'm really enjoying clicking the button up and down. Have you ever um, been diagnosed with seventh item. I finished one piece. Sorry, say that again, Matt. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nothing continues big cog continue. the answer is yes. yeah what'd you say what'd you say have you ever been diagnosed with ADHD? <laughs>
3: Yes, yes, I have extremely bad ADHD. I have, I have like literally. There was one time I was sitting at a table with some friends, and like I, like we were just having a really in-depth conversation. And like an hour after we started, one of my friends looked at me and said, "Where did you get that?" I looked at my hands. I was holding a toilet paper roll, and like I'd folded it into a square. (laughs) And I was like, "I didn't even notice that I had this. I don't know where this (laughs) came from." Um, Oh my god, that's That's a real thing that happened. Psychotic
0: kleptomania, see there.
3: literally you cannot put anything in front of me without me like having some chance that i will grab it and find a way to fidget with it like seriously don't put anything mildly <laughs> fragile in front of me i will oh <laughs> i feel that i will do something with it um yeah, so I finished one piece. I don't know why I put that here. I I just feel feel like I needed to put more things on here because uh, I didn't actually do that much. I mostly just did school, and it was really difficult. But I I, fin- I got through that. That was cool. Um, awesome. So n- next item, bigger cock. Uh, n- uh, next item, I invested in cryptocurrency. I now own Dogecoin and Bitcoin. For some <laughs> like reason, I don't really know why I did that. What?
1: Like you, you own it. Like as in, you bought some, or you own it. As in, like you, you it's are the creator now. of Bitcoin, You're the though. CEO. Of... Up
3: to interpretation, both of these could is be. Is this correct. is this real or is this a bit? This is uh, up to interpretation. I actually did buy cryptocurrency. (laughs) I own cryptocurrency. I invested $300 in cryptocurrency. Um, But if you look at my account, it will now say $200 because I have lost a third of it. Um, So Yeah. I was going to say,
1: Sean, I have bad news. You missed the year to get into cryptocurrency. You missed it
3: i'm actually joking i have actually made money on it uh, a little bit not a ton but i, I like to i, like I made to like
1: 130 my off of like five bucks in dogecoin
3: damn you that's missed my, out i really did miss out i'm not gonna lie i actually invested in mostly through, oh, i'm not gonna talk about cryptocurrency what the fuck am i doing <laughs> um the next next <laughs> next uh next point I erased the sixth host of the So You Think You Can Fan" podcast from existence and slowly wormed my way into their spot using expert manipulation tactics, and none of them even realized it, uh, and none of them oh remember god, a, for me. Oh my god, we had
1: another White Ranger, Sergio? When the fuck did this no. happen? <laughs> we never did. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Had a, nope. We never had did. a White Ranger? No. No, we didn't. We had a... Yeah,
1: nope. good point. We did. No, I'm, I'm being silly. I'm did. sorry.
3: Sorry, Jerry. Uh uh next item I eliminated the nice. 35th president of the United States please clap <laughs> And the uh the, the last item uh and now onto my my favorite pieces of media that I consumed this year I just made it one big slide oops that's not what that is these are the worst <laughs> things I I I consumed in mis- no. that were con- that Mr. Big I don't had, like that last consumed consumed one. Mr. Big Communed. big, big <laughs> Uh, wait, did I say big, big, big dick? I meant big cock. Mr. Big Cock's big cock year. This is; these are the bad things that Mr. Big Cock consumed in Mr. Big Cock's big cock year. Um, the first one, the amazing. Wait, I should say these aren't actually bad. I just didn't really like them. The amazing digital circus. Uh, as I said earlier, I didn't really consume anything that I felt was like really bad or that like was bad enough that I remember it. But the amazing digital circus. I I will say I did enjoy it while I was watching it, but like to be honest. I don't feel like the hype is super deserved. I really enjoyed the animation and I love Gooseworks to death, but um, like little Runmos, to So one of my favorite things ever. Um, and I also really enjoyed the character design. I thought it was very creative, uh, especially like some of them were at least not all of them, but I felt like the writing was like, it was so, it was so nothing to me. I'm not going to lie. I just thought the writing was kind of, kind of, it's just not very good. Um, and, like, a lot of the comedy, the visual comedy was really, really good. The written comedy was, like, it barely ever hit. Um, and I also felt the story of the pilot episode was, like, it was also just, like, kind of nothing to me. It didn't really... Uh, I'm not going to talk about it that long, uh, partially because we're really, <laughs> you know, we've been on this podcast long enough at this point. But, um, I don't know. I felt like it was just... Uh, I feel like it's cool. And I will definitely watch it if, like, it becomes a show. But right now, it's just it it did not live up to the hype to me, um, which was unfortunate to see. But,, uh, yeah, we, I'm hoping uh, that the actual show it, it, is a little bit better in the writing uh, element there. Yeah, I agree, <laughs> yeah. Second thing, survival log. This was a a, a manhwa on Webtoon that I read uh, some of. I read like the first twenty episodes or so, twenty chapters. Um, I read like a lot of stuff on Webtoon. Like I, I've gone, I've gone on there. I've read like fifty to seventy-five different series. I would say um, to completion, and I'm earth. like keeping up with twenty-five others at the moment. Um, I love manhwa so much. Manhwa, uh, for those who aren't unaware, is like Korean comics. Um, and survival log was one that was like kind of recently started i don't remember how recent it was it was like at least a few months ago um i it's about like uh these live streamers who all go to an island uh and like they have to survive on the island and that's the whole idea and like the one guy who's like leading the group is really big on like twitch but he's a big asshole too um and it is just it's so it's so boring, and all the characters are just, like, none of them are likable. Like, you're not supposed to like any of these characters. No, that's not true. You're supposed to like some of the characters, but you won't, because they're boring and bland. The ones who aren't just big assholes are just, like, they're just nothing. And it was, like, I it hurt me to read the series. Like, literally, it was, like, ugh. Like, this is so boring that I actually cannot stand it. And, the like, when there is something interesting happening, it's just one character being such an asshole that it just makes me, like annoyed at him, but not, like, engaged with the story at all. It was really a disappointment, to be honest. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it gets better eventually, but I'm not going to stick around to find out. I would say that was uh, the only thing I could really think of that made me think, wow, yes, this was actually really bad, uh, and I'm not uh, happy about that. Oh, actually, a thing I just uh, thought of. There was this uh, webcomic I read, uh, another manhwa I read called... um, Hold on, I'm gonna pull it up real quick. I am still following along this, with this one because I actually like it a lot. But I'm gonna say random chat. Random chat. This manga, uh, this manga, I really I think it's really good, but I will say it has like this way of just continuing to have the same cycle of like the main character does something good and then he does something bad, and then he does something good and then he does something bad. It's like, um, it's like descent into darkness and then redemption and then descent and redemption and descent and redemption. And it's just so like, Oh my gosh, just let the story be over already. Like I'm still following along cause I'm not going to lie. It still has me hooked, but man, I wish it would just be over already. I just want to see the ending. Um, and also there's a character in it. Who's like kind of the main bad guy who has, um, a dissociative identity disorder and it is really played in a way that is like just really gross like i i think they kind of retconned this in future chapters but when it was first introduced he was basically like he's evil uh because he has dissociative identity disorder and like he uses it to be evil and it was like ooh, not a good look like you know that was really disappointing to see i do think they really like stepped back and retconned that after it happened but Still, uh, pretty disappointing to to see that, especially since it happens like a hundred episodes in after I was already invested. But yeah, uh, I wouldn't recommend ra- Random Chat that much. There are so many better manhwa you can read. And uh, my honorable mention, dishonorable mention, was the podcast. <laughs> so you think you could fan in? Uh, it was really bad. I, I didn't like it. Uh, I didn't like the hosts. Wow. They were all weird. They're all weird and probably had bad uh, small cocks. I think. Um, wow. And and in Mister Big Cocks book, that's a- that's a-, a big a big thumbs down. Uh, so yeah,
2: Damn. any thoughts on that?
3: Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like really that podcast either.
1: Yeah, I don't want to be friends with you anymore.
3: That guy gets it. Uh, that guy doesn't get it. Uh, everybody wants to be friends with Mr. Big. My,
1: if you're going to insult my podcast, you better at least buy me a pack of smokes first.
3: I uh, don't worry. I am gonna be a lot better now that. that you and your Cogs
5: Newports. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Um, yeah, I've actually I would actually like to propose that we change the podcast name to Mister Big Cock's Big Cock Podcast, but uh, we'll come back to that another time. So these are the things I actually enjoyed. I know there are twelve <coughs> of them, but I swear to God, I'm only actually going to talk about the ones in bold. Um, Vivio games, uh, I really enjoyed. Uh, top three that I consumed this year. Uh, well, not really my top three. Just the top three that I chose uh, while I was making this twenty minutes ago. Um, Ultra Kill, Disco Elysium, Xenoblade Two. One I really enjoyed was Disco Elysium. It is just like the writing in Disco Elysium is just absolutely incredible. I I love that I spelled Disco wrong, but not Elysium, um, which is a significantly harder wrong harder word here. Uh, The writing in Disco Elysium was incredible. I loved the story. The every like dialogue thing that like, like I've never played a game before where I wanted to read every single bit of dialogue I could get my hands on. Like even in very uh, dialogue heavy games, it's like I always, I often find myself getting getting bored while I read them. Uh, But even in Disco Elysium, the most like benign little bit of world building always drew me right in. And it was like, I have to see it. Like I have to read every single thing I can in this game. And that is really incredible. I loved Disco Elysium. It is a must play in my book. It literally changed how I write as a writer and seriously like showed me. uh, I don't know, man. It's just, it's incredible. I would say, honestly, one of its best uh, features is its comedy because it is hilarious. Um, Seriously, because it's like, it's a very serious game. Excuse me. It's a very serious kind of atmosphere usually. So the comedy is just really elevated because of that. And they, every chance they have to be funny, they take it. And they make it work so well. Like, I laughed so hard in those games so many times. Okay, next. I want to talk about music. I I listened to a lot of albums this year. Um, So my top three... uh, Well, not really my top three. The three that I really liked. uh, The Normal Album by Wilbur Soot. or (laughs) What the fuck? God damn it. (laughs) The Normal Album by Will Wood. Not Wilbur Soot. Um... Everything that Penelope Scott made, especially Hazards and uh, Girls' Night, those EPs, really, really good. And uh, the one I'm actually going to talk about is How to Be a Human Being by Glass Animals. <laughs> You've probably heard Glass Animals in the past. you probably heard Heat Waves or something from like Zaba. I think that's what that album was called. But I trust me, whatever you heard, I want you to literally forget it and go listen to How to Be a Human Being. Because this album is incredible. Incredible, it is like really it is good. crazy. I do not listen to like what I would call like pop music very often. I, I mean, like I say that kind of with quotes because I don't, I don't even know what that <laughs> means anymore, to be honest. But uh, the like the sounds of How to Be a Human Being are so unique and interesting and like kind of experimental in this way. And so many songs, especially like Take a Slice and uh, Life Itself, just have this like these emotions that are communicated through the instruments and the singing that like it just digs right into the core of like my very soul. And it's like, I don't know what's going on. I don't even have to listen to the lyrics to feel what these songs are trying to say to me. It is like, it is indescribable how incredibly well-made this album is. And I seriously, highly recommend it so much. You should seriously check it out. Especially if you're only gonna listen to one song, I would say make it either Life Itself or Take a Slice. Um, I also think uh, The Other Side of Paradise is really, really good. And then manga slash comics, my top three, I'm going to say Dropout, which is a really good web comic with a really great art style, um, which is, I'm going to, I'm not going to talk about it because it's like something that when you look it up, you'll definitely see what the content warnings are really quickly. And it gets like, it is very, very dark, but in a way it's like, I think it tackles the main topic it's talking about very well. It's just, uh, you probably shouldn't read it if you have any uh, past issues with it. So I'm not gonna say what it is, but you should go check out Dropout um, if you're willing to. Very, very good. The second thing, Kaguya-sama, Love is War. Uh, I was originally going to talk about this one more, but uh, <laughs> I I decided not to because I actually want to talk about a different one more. And also, uh, Jake already covered it. I love Kaguya-sama, Love is War. I've been reading this one for like literally years, and seeing it finally conclude was so nice. I loved the conclusion. Um, I just I this manga. It's honestly my, one of my favorite manga of all time. I loved it. And then the third one that I want to talk about is a manhwa called "Manager Kim." So I have realized I had uh, I had open who who is making this in another tab, but I am now presenting this <laughs> on my computer, so I cannot pull it up. Uh, so give me one second. Manager Kim is a part of this universe of Manwa. I don't really know what it's called. I think it's from a company called PJ Comics or something like that, uh, or PJS, something along there. Uh, mostly start. Mostly written, um, most of the comics in this universe are written by Chaejun Park. It starts with lookism and includes viral hit and um, viral hit and a few other ones uh, i think one of them is called how not how to how to not be a loser or something uh, along those lines also really really good i read it a long time ago uh, i love lookism i love viral hit i love pretty much everything i've read from Taejun park but manager kim is just like it is a standout to me this one is not written by Taejun Kim for the record uh it is written it is uh it is art it is uh drawn by uh, excuse me i might i might butcher this jiang Zhang take uh something like that and the the writer is just named toy T don't know i can't find any information about them but they're really good at writing this web comic is about a <laughs> bunch of old guys uh beating up other old guys and being really badass and it's awesome um seriously every single time a new chapter of this comes out i am like right there because i just have to see it happen the art is amazing all of like the dialogue i felt i feel is pr- is very well written it's a little like I don't know if I want to call it campy, but, like, I will say there are, like, three genres of Korean, uh, we- like, manhwa. One of them is a person is in a video game, a uh, person makes video game real life or something like that. Uh, one of them is just romance in general, especially gay romance. And the third one is uh martial arts uh, and people beating each other up using martial arts and manager Kim definitely falls into that third one. It's kind of like I don't I almost want to say I don't want to say it's basic uh in falling into that, but like it's like, you know, it's not really doing anything Maybe simple. revolutionary necessarily. What's up?
0: Maybe simple.
3: Uh yeah, you could say that. But it like It's so good, though. Like, all of the fighting is super well done. I am always on the edge of my seat with every battle. All of the characters are great. I just love it. And Manager Kim is also really cool because in this universe, all of the other characters and all the other, like, uh, manhwa in this universe, which is a lot, by the way, are, like, teenagers who are fighting. But in this one, it's all the old dudes. And it's, like, the old guys from the other series. Like, you see people, the old guys from Lookism, Viral Hit, and uh, My Life as a Loser. That's what it's called. You see, like, three old guys from those series who don't really get much like attention in those other comics. And they get like, they're like the main characters in this and they're awesome. And it's so cool. I just love to see that so much. Um, And like, they really play into the themes of like what old people would care about, like their families and their, um, their children who are the main characters of these other series. It's, it's great. Fucking love Mandra Kim can't recommend enough. And then other stuff I wanted to briefly mention uh, I've been watching a lot of Germa. Really like his stuff. I have I, I have become Germa pilled. This weird like animated series on YouTube called Big Top Burger that my friend moderately mediocre showed me is yes it's I know so what it good. Is, it
1: is Matt. It's it's very funny.
3: <sighs> oh good yes. Oh, I love Big Top Burger so much. Uh, I also watched a show called Kevin can f himself. I thought it was pretty good. Ending was a little bit meh, but I really enjoyed the series and I felt I feel like it had a really cool original concept. The whole idea is like it seems like it's just a normal sitcom at first but every time it switches to one character's to like a character another character's perspective it turns into like a much more gritty uh dark drama it's super neat um and uh my my favorite thing of this entire year is mr cock's big cock year uh bigger cock um releasing in theaters 2023 uh so soon you'll see it um you have like five days yeah, you're right, but it's coming. <laughs> and now, as speaking of coming, um, Mr. Co- this is we're gonna end this presentation with Mr. Big Cock's Big Cock, Your Big Cock Showcase. Uh, so this is the slide where I show off my big cock. Here it comes, Kai. I need you to turn Yay. away. <laughs> okay, I'm giving five I'm seconds. I'm turning away. Why is okay, Kai- here it Oh, comes. I know why just kidding it's a cool monkey i looked up i looked up cool monkey on google and this is the first thing that came up oh wait (laughs) we have oh wait Kai's in this call and after kai said that they have primophobia i uh i i added a sensor bar Uh, And then I also added the Jake's face. (laughs) I I literally, the moment his presentation came up, I immediately like took a screenshot of it and just stretched it over the monkey. Uh, I love right stuff. That's better. Um, That's much better. (laughs) Right stuff this. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's scarier.
1: I think it'd be scarier because I look like a chimp if you think about it. I just got weird hair for a chimp. Damn.
3: (laughs) Damn. So true. So true. (laughs) look at that guy and that's the oh Absolutely. there's a spin oh. and that's the end oh, of the man. presentation <laughs> for the wow. audio listeners uh, i don't think wow. i can explain this um sorry i'm
2: glad that uh we were all able to come together and share our cool. favorite things
3: me too i should have added a second spin no. but yeah you I can just go back and spin it again you should how do i do that
2: just i did it there you go there you go yeah. Right. I was gonna should go back the and the
1: do it again. Should have made bad. the monkey spin. Sh- fucking shit presentation. No, oh, fuck yeah, right. off. Oh, I'm showing sure okay This is a
5: there Kai flashbang. There, <laughs> there was a third.
1: There was a third spin. I'm okay with it now. Oh my god, that's too many. Alright, you lost it. <laughs> Sorry, me.
2: I, look, I can't control myself. I can't
3: control myself. I needed, to, like spin. I needed to spin this. four Star Wars
2: movies we are getting closer to two and a half hours of this recording. So I want to thank you guys for making this year. So Epic and chungus and cool. (coughs) Uh, We can't wait to show up at some other conventions. I believe this year we only have class prime a hundred percent confirmed, uh, in terms of like us, like a hundred percent going, but we'll let you know if that changes. I'm sure it will. Given what, you know, we tend to do, uh, Yeah, just thanks in general for the support. We're hoping next year is bigger than better than ever. And uh, I love the audience this year.
0: I love them too for listening to these crackheads talk about random bullshit every week. Twice.
2: I respect them. I respect them.
4: I I respect them. I I wouldn't call it quite
3: love yet, but I'll get there eventually.
4: You like them. Yeah. We're
3: playing hard to get.
4: Okay.
0: If they sent some money on on Patreon, you'd love them.
3: Yeah. They, I would love that if they sent me money on Patreon. Specifically <laughs> me, though. Not you guys. But actually, and I guess now I'm part of this podcast. It would be me. Yeah. But I don't know what to pay for the Zencaster.
4: You may. You, <laughs> we could arrange <laughs> something. We yeah. Well, guys, we'll see you next year. Zencastr. Yeah,
2: We'll see you next uh, year. Well, guys, Ba-ba. I
4: think I've decided
3: I'm going to be leaving the podcast. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you <always laughs> We had, <laughs> had a good run. It was a good run. Um, yeah, and I now have access to the big red button that uh, ends the podcast and kills all of the hosts, including me now. So, um, yeah, really excited about uh, that. <laughs> uh, I'm, not, I'm not dying.
2: <laughs> nose <laughs> goes? What the fuck is yeah, nose, nose goes I'm accomplished? Dying. I'm not dying. <laughs> what nose, nose goes what Why that you, to that you are that? dying? I don't, I don't think, think you can opt like, out it or explode. <laughs> no, I'm, opting, I'm uh, opting out of not dying. End the episode.